Saskatchewan's number one sports talk show is on. And now, starting an hour earlier, welcome inside the Radio Octagon. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Here's your host, Michael Ball. Happy May Long Weekend, everybody. Hopefully you're having a great time, whether you're in your backyard doing some gardening, as my girlfriend Crescinda's doing, rolling your driveway, as we did at our house this week. Um... I mean, sealing it. Uh, you could be out for a bike ride. It's a lot of people doing that. Uh, hanging out at the beach. Heck, in the farmer in the farmer's field, getting ready for another uh, well seeding slash harvest season. Wherever you're listening, thanks for making us part of your day. This is a live show. You can text us at nine three six sixty two sixty two. Our text lines powered by the Capital Auto Group. And you can always uh, get a hold of us at that number locally, 936-6262, if you want to talk some sports, or one 767 Getting set for the Riders' first preseason game this Saturday, 5 o'clock kickoff. We'll be on the air 2 o'clock with our pregame show, Countdown to Kickoff. Um, and that uh, show with Daniela Ponticelli, Don Hewitt, and Wes Cates at 2. I'll be by with the Rider Nation pregame show at 4, the kickoff at 5, and all our postgame analysis on the Rough Rider Radio Network. The CFL Silly Season starts today. Sean Kleisinger. And uh, right now we're watching this uh, game. It's free streaming mm-hmm. at CFL.ca, and it's Edmonton and Calgary wrapping up the first quarter. Smoky Cowtown, they are scoreless. They started about a half an hour late because of the weather. Um, I'll tell you what, man. We've been critical of the CFL at times, but this is good. I like this. It's uh, they, they use the radio broadcast for the home team. So, for instance, it would be um, Mark Steven doing the game. And he's calling the game uh, alongside uh, his partner. And uh, they are uh, calling the game. Uh, and so they pick up the video feed in-house. I think this is pretty cool. All you got to do is enter a valid email address, first and last name. It's free. Mm. Yeah, it's nice and synced up. It's looking good so far. Yeah. and uh, Watch the first quarter here. I guess it's our a- broadcast will be on the May 27th game because uh, TSN was originally going to broadcast our game. But uh, they they took that off their schedule, so you'll be able to hear CKRM's audio across the world, across online. the world online, watching the game. And another observation: those Calgary Stampeder uniforms. I shudder to say it, but they're pretty sweet, <laughs> pretty nice. They and are. We nice. also talked about seeing some weird face masks in this game. Yeah, huh? it almost Cam makes it, Judge. Yeah, it almost guys. It almost makes it look like. Uh, from the early, late seventies, early eighties kind of look, right, with the mask underneath the the white uh, face mm-hmm. mask. Yeah, but we're talking about the the either the clear or tinted shield. Yeah, there's no bars up top. It's just from the side and like the side going yeah. forward. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, like the old punter masks. Yeah, it's just one bar. Yeah, like Bernie Ruoff, like yeah. Bernie Ruoff, yeah. Dave Cutler. Yeah, those kind of guys. Yeah, so Hamilton Ticat kicker, right? Yeah, absolutely, Bernie Ruoff. Number ten. He was a Blue Bomber. Then he went to the Tiger Cats. Dave Cutler for. Former SFU grad, number 26, I want to say, kicker for the Edmonton he Eskimos. Kicked the ball straight on. Straight on. Straight ahead kicker. Straight on. Absolutely. Abs- Actually, watch the old uh, Denver Cleveland, uh, the drive from 1980, would have been the 86 season going into the 87 playoffs. And uh, Mark Mosley was the kicker for the Cleveland Browns. They had picked him up in a late season acquisition from Washington. Mm-hmm. And he had the one bar. Yep. And a straight-ahead kicker. And, and even more ridiculous now was Rich Carlos. He had the same things. One bar, 
Actually, it was two thin bars, and he had um, barefoot. He was a oh. barefoot kicker. In in January in Cleveland. Think about that. Yeah. Who would do... Why would they do that? Tony Franklin used to be like that, too. He was the old Patriots kicker. Who is the last punter to wear a single bar? Would it be Bob Cameron? That's the last one Bob, I remember. Bob Cameron. Didn't... Uh, didn't did Hank Elisic wear a single bar? Maybe not. Uh, the I, last one I remember is was, Bob Cameron. It was Bob at Cameron. Field. It was Bob Cameron. Yeah. His first punt at Taylor Field, the very first time he played in the Labor Day Classic. They go behind his head. Was minus eight. <laughs> he went up and went all the way yeah. back. Yeah, he told us that famous story. So there you go. Uh little uh, way back in time. All right, so Blaine Wyland was there in um in Saskatoon today's the Riders return to the practice field. Uh, we'll hear from uh, him. He'll be interviewing. Uh, we'll hear interviews with Shea Patterson, Jamal Morrow, Pete Robertson. Uh, we'll also hear from Luke Molliner between four and four thirty. Glenn Suter will join us, and we're going to hear from our friend um, uh, Julio Julio Caravata coming up. He's uh, attending his first BC Lions practice or practices. This week, like I said, you can always weigh in 936-6262, the number to uh, text or call. Stampeders have the football, and Jake Mayer is in at quarterback still. They're keeping him in here, getting him some snaps. We won't see Trevor Harris. We knew about this. We told you uh, a couple of weeks ago. Actually, that's not Trevor Harris. It's Tommy Stevens running to his left and out of bounds. Or sorry, um, Jake Mayer's Tommy yep. Stevens. Uh, Trevor Harris will not play week one for the Rough Riders. They confirmed that at the... Um, the green and white festivities on Saturday. He's going home for the birth of his third child. Mm-hmm. So you'll see lots of Patterson, Dolagala, and Mason Fine in the game against the BC Lions. And I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure who the Lions will bring. They're trying to decide who they're. Starting quarterbacks. I'm wondering be. what uniforms the Lions are gonna bring well, because those, usually, you know, usually the Riders they can wear whites. So then maybe they wear white and they wear the blacks. You know, the fresh new blacks. I would like to see that. Yeah, and it's actually not too bad for a play-by-play guy. Those gun metallic ones they had before were uh, they were atrocious. Um, so Calgary's punting again here. That's good for the Riders though, as far as the backup quarterback job, because there's a lot to be sorted out there with those three guys. Right, hundred percent, hundred percent. A lot of snaps to go around. Yeah, it's too bad Saskatoon fans only got to see two drives in the green and white game. It lasted four and a half minutes because of the smoke, but they did get their Darrell Walker had a nice couple. Oh, of catches. he had a couple of great three catches, including one where he was around the back on uh, on uh, Nick Marshall and pinned the ball to Marshall's number three on the back for a touchdown catch. Was he the MVP? Uh, yeah, of those game? two drives yeah. he was. He was a there yeah, we go. If we had to pick one, he was our guy. All right, when we come back, let us head out on the uh, Western Pizza Hotline. We'll catch up with Jim Hobson, former president and CEO of the football team. Talk Rough Riders and talk about uh, getting a screen for colorectal cancer. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Nobody covers your team like our team. This is the Sports Cage on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Michael Ball, Sean Kleisinger back here. Zinger, real shocker. Kyle Dubas has been given uh, permission to speak with the Penguins. Oh, I thought he wasn't going to be going again. Yeah, yeah. 
what a yeah. acting job yeah, that was. That huh? was an acting God, job. God, is that cheesy yeah, yeah, by him? What yeah. a cheesy individual. He's a loser. God, a loser, huh? He is a loser. God, <laughs> he's a, a geek. He's a geek. Uh, Steve Nash also apparently talked to the Raptors about their head coaching gig. Oh my goodness! Why would he want to put himself through that? Don't do that. Don't do don't it. Don't do Steve. that to your legacy, Steve. Don't do it. Hey, the Stampeders are marching. They're at the forty-three yard. Or sorry, the Elks are marching. They're at the forty-three of the Stampeders. Number thirteen. Have no idea who he is. Just zips one over the middle, and it's a first down inside the thirty. So the Elks are on the move. Okay, let's go out on the uh, Western Pizza Hotline and talk to our buddy uh, Jim Hobson, former Rider President and CEO, former educator. Now, do they got it wrong, Jim? Is it the Edmonton Elk, not the Elks? Because if you see a bunch of Elks in the in the in the field, they're not Elks; they're Elk. Yeah, I, I remember that when when it came out. They're they're Elk, Edmonton Elk, but. That doesn't really sound right when you talk about a team, huh? Yeah, no, that's right. Um, Jim, first, before we get to uh, the Saskatchewan Cancer Agency and screening for men with, uh, you know, you know, colon screening, let's talk about uh, the riders and your thoughts uh, after free agency. I know you weren't up at training camp, but just, uh, you know, your sense of optimism for this team this year. I'm actually uh, very optimistic. Um, you know, I've been following what's been going on. I talked to Jeremy a little bit. I've, you know, talked to various people, but they're feeling really good. I, I like the message that uh, Dickie's sending about discipline and and uh, so on. Um, o line looks you know, like they're going to be pretty good. Blake is a good addition. Uh, defensive line looks pretty solid, and I, this quarterback. Uh, you know, if he's if he's half as as, uh, as good as what they're saying in terms of his leadership and his his play and everything, and the receiving Corey's done, I think they're in the hunt. I, I think uh, you know they could they could easily win ten games and and be in the playoffs. It's yeah. not going to be easy, but this this is a this is a better team right now. I think. Really, uh, that's all you got to do is get to the playoffs, as you know. Um, but but it is a it is an important. Uh, it is important for the organization. I mean, I look at Ticketmaster, Jim. There's still 11,000 tickets available for the home opener against the Bombers. Uh, Labor Day Classics usually sold out by now, not even close. So I'm sure Craig Reynolds has his eye on that, too. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad to see that they've been talking about families. They've lowered the price of 9,000 tickets. They're bringing in a $5 menu. They've really pumped up what they've been doing in Saskatoon. But, you know... Um, I talked to my neighbor last night, and uh, his group used to have six tickets. They're down to two. And these guys had tickets for 20, 25 years. So, uh, you know, they're going to have to work hard to, to get some of these folks back. Huh? Well, what, what do you think that is, Jim? Is it just because of one bad season? I mean, like, look, at you and I, it's different. It's different than when I was a kid. There was a stretch there from 77 to 88 where we didn't even make the playoffs let alone have a home playoff game. Uh, um, what do you think it is, Jim? Like, um, is it is it a combination of things, money, people have found other things to do after COVID? What do you think it is? I think it's a bunch. I think the COVID thing, you know, and and uh, not not having football for a while uh, has has been a challenge. Uh, I think the cost, you know, uh, and, and Craig does too. I mean, uh, uh, the families uh, that want to go, and I mean, that was where we – you know, kind of made our made our mark was getting those families in young, and and uh, so it's gotten expensive. Uh, uh, people are doing other things, so I don't know. And I and I when I when I asked my neighbor last night, I said, well, "What is it?" He said, 
he said, I, I feel disconnected from the team. I don't have that same connection I used to have, which, you know, which we didn't really explore, but I, I found that interesting because this guy's had season tickets for 25 years and, uh, he and his buddy are the only two left of the six. So, uh, I don't know. We we need to work hard to get the fans back, uh, keep the prices down. I, I like the five dollar menu. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got to do those kind of things. Huh? Well, and and you know what? I, I think uh, they they've made a more concerted effort. Uh, and maybe that always was the effort. I don't know. Maybe I didn't pay attention to it back in the day. But for instance, they, they draft the Jackson Ford. If it's merited. Or warranted, if you know, if his talent matches up with a second-round pick, you take the guy. You know, he's a local kid. He knows what it means to be a rough rider, and of course, he's got the Ford blood in him. So that that's a great pick all the way around. I agree, and uh, uh, the other thing I'm hearing is the kid deserves the, the opportunity he's been given. He, he's he's the real deal, huh? Mm, yeah, no, he looks pretty good so far in camp, and Trevor Harris does look good. I was a little worried the first couple of days, but he's picking it up. I like Jim that the fact that you know. It's you know why I'm optimistic is everybody's in the same boat now. Jeremy's in the same boat as the Craigs. They're all in the same boat, yeah. and then yeah. you then you've got you got Kelly Jeffrey that wants to prove that he's an offensive coordinator and he's the right choice. And you got young coaches like uh, like Naaman Roosevelt and Drew Tate, and then over there that Kausa Del Kausa, the D line coach, his first time coaching professional football, coming from the NCAA ranks. So you got guys that want to prove themselves. They're hungry too. That's a good observation, and uh, uh, I think you're accurate when you say that. Uh, the other thing that I like is they're talking about having a running game, and not that we didn't, but we've got some good running backs. We've got a good old line now. I still believe, you know, you you got to have a running game to set up the passing game, and uh, so I think that'll help us as well. Huh? Yeah, for sure, Jim. Okay, Jim, let's ask, how's your health, man? Uh, we know you're battling cancer. It's uh, you know, it's uh, stage four, so you're you're in a battle. You want to have some good years ahead of you. You don't know how long that'll be. Could be two years, could be twenty years. Who knows? And you got a good outlook. But how are things looking for you right now? Pretty good. Uh, when I started on this journey two years ago, my oncologist, who's wonderful, Doctor Zarkovic, she said, Jim. You might have three months. You might have a year. She said, I've had some three, four years, but I can't tell you how you're going to respond. But I've responded well. I'm not in remission, but I'm certainly holding my own. I had my 41st chemo treatment on Friday, uh, and I've had two major surgeries, so I've been through you know quite a bit. But I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, uh, my oncologist said she's going to give me five weeks off this summer because she said it's not good to be on this chemo too long, so I'm gonna get a break, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, We continue, my wife and I continue to be optimistic and try and live our life. Uh, We have a bucket list, and last week we just got back from Vancouver. We took Via Rail out through Saskatoon, Edmonton, uh, through Jasper, had four days in Vancouver, and I've been in Vancouver a lot. Probably the nicest four days I've ever spent on the West Coast, just fantastic. And we went with the figures. So we had, you know, our good friends, Greg and Brenda. So that's, I believe that's, you know, when you got a challenge like this, you gotta, you gotta stay positive. You gotta stay active. You can't sit and feel sorry for yourself, huh? No, well, man, I, I uh, have the utmost. I've always had respect for you, but even more so now listening to that. But how, how that is a big part of it, man, isn't it? It's it's mentally right. Like, how much does that weigh yep. on you? Like, do, do, you're trying to stay positive, but. You you can't help. You're a human. You you, you got to sometimes think about the end, right? Like how do you how do you do that? 
Well, you know, it, it sounds, I think sometimes my friends and family think I'm, you know, BSing them, but um, I really feel I've had it. I'm 72 years old. Mm-hmm. I've had an incredible life. I, I got to live the dream, play with the Rams, play with the Riders, love my education career, and then my 10 years as president. So I look back and I think, man, this is, I've had a, I've had a, a great life and I, and I want to continue, but I, I, I really value what I've had and, and uh, so on. So, you know, and everything I've heard, everything I've read is attitude is huge when it comes to battling something like this. And so far we're hanging in there and uh, uh, still enjoying life. So, uh, uh, not gonna, not gonna complain about it. Yeah, okay, and and I appreciate that. I got you on here kind of as a spokesperson too, as it relates to the Saskatchewan Cancer Agency, and just reminding men to get screened for colorectal issues and things like that. Well, you know, it's the same with prostate. It's the same with breast cancer. Early detection. Uh, I look back, and and uh, you know, I, I think most of us, when we, you know, we get some health issues, whether it's your your colon or whether it's a growth or. You're not feeling good, and you're going in denial. And and so if I would have gone in when I first started uh, dealing with some of these issues a year before, at stage one, stage two, it's it's pretty much automatic that you're going to recover. And But, of course, you know, I'm a tough guy, and well, I'm going to be okay. It's just, you know, there's something you got to work through. But uh, And that's my message is uh, uh, don't hesitate. And what we're seeing now with colon cancer is it's, it's starting much younger. It used to be 65 plus, 70 plus. Well, now we're talking about people 40, 45 that are, that are getting it. So early detection, uh, talk to your doctor, whether it's prostate or, or, or colon or whatever. And, and colon's now moved up to like number three in, in, uh, in some areas in terms of uh, the number of cases and so on. So pay attention. Um, we, and you know what? We don't give ourselves enough credit. Mm-hmm. Regina and Saskatchewan have some of the best cancer treatments out there, whether it's in Saskatoon or here at the Allen Blair. Uh, I think I might have told you I had a buddy that went down to the mail, mm-hmm. and he had prostate, and he was going to get them to treat it. And they said, why would you do that? you got a fantastic uh, clinic there in Regina. You know, and so he came back in, in five years. So uh, I, I think sometimes when we – I know we got problems in healthcare. But when it comes to cancer and so on, uh, we, we really hit it out of the park, I think. Jim, you're uh, you're a gem, man. Keep fighting the fight. It's great to see you around and talk to you. Uh, I'd like to have you on as many times as we can, and we'll see you around the park. Have a good uh, rest of the long weekend, okay? Love to see you. We're looking forward to the game next weekend, and uh, uh, let's hope that... Uh, you and I are right in our optimism. Oh, I hope so, too. Hey, by the way, I never asked you this before I let you go. I think this is a great... You know, we jump on the CFL at times, and I think we both do it. I'll, I'll speak for myself. I do it out of passion for the league because I want it to yep. survive. But this this streaming service they got now, like I'm watching as I'm talking to you, this Stamps uh, Elks game from Calgary, when they mesh the home radio on here, this is a great initiative by the CFL. You're right, and... Uh, it's gotten some play, but I don't think people realize how big this could be. And, uh, yeah, I give them full credit. This this is a good thing, and uh, uh, let's hope that it, it catches on, huh? Yeah, for sure. Okay, Jim, take care. Say hi to your uh, beautiful, significant other, okay? I will. Take, take care. care, my friend. Take care, Bye-bye. man. Bye. That's Jim Hobson, president and CEO of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders during a stretch zinger that arguably... 
was the greatest in team history. Like, honestly, he set the table. His his regime and what they did, Sean, set the table for that beautiful stadium we're in today. Yeah, and that, and plus the record on the field, all the great cup appearances, great cup wins. When you think about it, it's, at the, just, it's probably at the top. Let's I, be honest. I think it is. I think it's the greatest. It's, it's the greatest. The it's the greatest. Uh, it's probably the greatest president in team history. And when you look at it, like you go from they win in two thousand and seven. They they have all those leg breaks in two thousand and eight and lose because they unfortunately went with Bozo Bishop instead of Durant. Mm-hmm. Remember when they had the rolled decks of quarterbacks? Two thousand and nine. Crandall was in there. Two thousand and nine. They won the damn game. They won the damn game and lost. Mm-hmm. 2010, well, Montreal beat them. 2011 was a it was a bad because they should never have given Greg Marshall the job while still having Ken Miller in the mix. Right? That was that was that was bad. Jim would even probably admit that should never have done that. Greg didn't get a fair shake there. 2012, Chamberlain comes in. They were winning that semifinal when Durant left the field, got beat with that deep pass. What was it the Romby Bryant? And then 2013, we win. Would have won in 2014 if Durant doesn't hurt his elbow. I'm convinced they would have gone back-to-back. So think about that. Win. Would have won in 2009. So that's two great cups right there. Uh, could have won in could've 2010. Won. It was a close game, yeah. but two-point game. And won like that. in 2013. That could have been three out of four great cups right there. I and mean, that was a time and era where it was like very difficult to get... Like three tickets in a row. You at couldn't Taylor get Field. a ticket. You it was get... tough. Well, and everybody talks about this. You know how you get people to come to the stadium? Win some friggin' games. Win some games, you, baby. You you go out and smack the Elks. You go out and beat the Bombers back here on home uh, the home opener. The all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Rider Nations turned on mm-hmm. for sure. Can't wait, man. Are you pumped? I'm yeah, pumped. Yeah, Saturday, baby. It is Saturday. Saturday, some footballs playing in our own and, backyard. And you know, people are going to be able to. F- People are going to be able to watch us streaming and listen. Well, watch the game and listen to our audio. I can't. I'm pumped, man. It's going to be good, man. When we come back, we're going to talk to the CJHL Coach of the Year, Braden Clamasco, about his team's run at the Centennial Cup. Of course, he's the coach of the Battleford's North Stars. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Each week, the Sports Cage highlights a coach making a difference both on and off the playing surface. This is the Coach of the Week. All right, our Coach of the Week, and there's a no-doubter for this one. Let's head out in the Western Pizza Hotline. Get it hot, get it fast, Western Pizza. Our buddy Braden Clavasco, head coach of the Battleford North Stars, who came up just short in their quest to be a national champion. But this guy won the Coach of the Year nationwide. Congratulations. Man, really appreciate it. How does where does that rank? I mean, I know you're uh, you're a team guy, and we'll get into that in a second. But just individually, that's uh, something to hang your hat on for sure. And just talk about the, how special that award is to you, because there's a personal side to it. Totally, you know. I think that's the cool part about it is like uh, the being named now the Darcy Hogan Mark Cross Award. Obviously, you know, I was able to uh, you know work with Darcy for a couple of years and. Um, actually so uh, I knew them both obviously a little bit more got to coach with them so it does mean it's probably my biggest accomplishment in my personal career for sure yeah so sorry you cut out there Braden I believe Mark did Mark live with you did he not or you live with Mark uh- he, he, he rented my house actually in Humboldt 
So, um, yeah, sorry, I'm just driving between Regina and Saskatoon right now. Oh, that's no, so, that's uh, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, we just wanted to make sure we got that story, that part of the story out. And then let's talk about your goalie. He was named goaltender of the tournament too, Mister Cote. Yeah, he's uh, he makes my job look pretty easy at times. There, Josh. He's uh, he was a stellar year for us, and it, it was an award that he uh, definitely deserved for us. And then, of course, uh, um, you know the team played well. Uh, Whip Portage La Prairie seven to one. Then you play the uh, Bandits and Brooks Bandits, and they're a tough team, and uh, they proved it again with a four nothing win. Just talk about that uh, final game. Didn't end the way you wanted, but it was a pretty good season all in all. Totally, you know. I think overall, it it, uh, it was a pretty special season and everything. Uh, Brooks is a juggernaut, and you know you. You don't really know how good they are until you're actually facing them, and uh, they're special. You, you know, a special group over there, and you know I think you can learn lots from you know that loss, and like you can have any loss, and you know you tip your hat to, to them, is you know, and uh, I'll take second place in the nation, though. Yeah, for sure. Braden Klamasco joining us here, our coach of the week. Now, listen, uh, you got some, uh, you know, uh, junior hockey cyclical. Just talk, uh, you know, you don't have to do it individually, but maybe just a generic comment about the guys that uh, won't be back next year, but helped you get to where you were in this special season yeah you know i'd like to it'd be nice to actually tally up the goals uh, how many goals i'm gonna lose from this year you know you had kessler in with 40 you have uh you know bell with 53 a uh, holden with a good you know over 20 for sure jake with a good you know over 30 uh jake southgate uh keaton klein emmett worst back end you know you lose you know three you know pretty big horses for us and wilson Steele. St. Florence and Tyne and Eward, so we lose lots, you know, and that's about, you know, uh, junior hockey is, you know, you have an off year, you can you can uh, improve really quick, and it's uh, it's time for, you know, some new blood, and that's the cool part about this game. It's, it's about moving guys on, and, and I think uh, we've done our job, and we'll be, uh, yeah, we'll be a definitely a different team you know, next year. Well, you did your job for sure, man. Great season, memorable season, CJHL Coach of the Year. Thanks for always taking our call. Enjoy your summer. Will do. Thank you so much. Take care and have a safe trip between Regina and Saskatoon. I'll be making that trip here as soon as the show is done. Let's, uh, Let's get to our next guest, Zinger. Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is The Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. doesn't need an introduction, but he needs a hype horn. Julio Caravada, color commentator on the BC Lions Radio Network, former quarterback in the league. Hey, I'm watching this game between the BC Lions, or between the uh, Calgary Stampeders and the Edmonton Elks and the free streaming service. You know, we, we've we together been critical of the league at times because of the passion we have for the league. Let's give them some kudos. This is a nice initiative here. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, uh, I just, I'm just getting back from Lions uh, practice, uh, and um, I'm looking forward to going in there and watching it. So yeah, you know, you, you, anytime you can get the the product out to the masses, um, 
that's a good thing. So this is a good move by the CFL. Edmonton's got a 10-3 lead. I didn't see you score the touchdown, but it was about a 45-yard pass down the right seam. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, have uh, the broadcast. Uh, you're going to be in here, but they'll be picking up our feed. I guess they pick up the home team's feed. So they won't get the uh-huh. uh, great tones of the Moj and you. They'll have to settle for me and Luke. Um there you go. When you roll into town, though, uh, Sean Lemon won't be on the team. He's released. Tell yeah. me about getting rid of the, the... Is the Lemon stand shut down for good now? Yeah. You know, I, I, I won't lie, uh, Ballsy. That was that one caught me off guard. You know I mean? Obviously, he was a big signing in the offseason, and um, all indications was that he was having a good camp. Um, but I think the Jonathan Kongbo um, scenario came up onto their plate, and they just feel like they couldn't pass up on it. Like. You know, you get a national who's, you know, who's got that kind of talent, uh, spent the last couple of years in the NFL. Uh, you know, he's a local kid, Was uh, went to high school, local in Surrey at the Holy Cross. So uh, to get a guy like that, um, you know, I just, I just don't think they could pass him up. So they're, in order to do that, they, someone needed to, to, you know, to go. And so I think in Sean's case, too, like, I don't think he was going to be someone they could DI and... Uh, they felt some of the younger guys were already pushing them. So, uh, you know, they just felt that it gave Jonathan Kongbo gave them a lot of flexibility when it came to the ratio mm-hmm. as well. Not the, not the be all end all factor, but it gave them a lot of flexibility. And you know better than anybody when you can have that flexibility. Uh, it helps the way you can put your roster together uh, week in and week out. For sure. Julio, has it always been that way? It seems like more and more teams are making sure that if they can, if if it's warranted, they get those local players in the draft yeah. or sign those local players. And, and and McAvoy, when he couldn't do that, he went out and made sure he got three Huskies and one Ram in a draft so yeah. they all can live together. I mean, that's very strategic. Yeah. That's very strategic. Well, I think, you, honestly, buddy, I think you got to think about that nowadays, right? And I think there's always that that desire for a lot of these kids to go back home and play, and and in your case in Saskatchewan, right? They got so many great players, and you know a lot of those kids grew up, you know, Rough Rider fans, and 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 their dream is to play for for Saskatchewan. So, you know, I like the idea of Neil going out and getting them, and then like you say, they stick together and they don't get homesick as much, and um, you know, hopefully what you can do is you can keep them long-term, right? You just don't want to, you know, develop them and then all of a sudden see them leave in free agency. But you do see a lot more teams going out and doing that because I think it has a, you know, it has a, there's an impact there, right? Like when you're moving away and you're having to live away from home, uh, there's a lot of additional costs. You might get a little extra money in your contract, but when you start adding it, all those things up, it, it, it sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. What are you seeing from camp so far? Well, you know, today was my first day, buddy. So, you know, I, I, I will say this, like I'm, I'm getting prepared for camp and just looking at the roster and who's in, who's out. Um, there's not many holes. Uh, they, you know, I mean, they, they have a lot of the guys coming back, uh, especially with their receiving core. Uh, the key, obviously, for this team moving forward is going to be, you know, I mean, the quarterback, right? Can, can Vernon Adams Jr. and with Dane Evans – can they combine to you know you know get this team um, where they want to go? And I will honestly tell you that Vernon Adams to me looks different. And I think having an entire off off season to you know really understand the playbook and having a better understanding of the players around him, he just looks way more confident. Which what you would expect, right? Any, right. Anybody that's coming into a 
a system now in year two is always going to be a little bit more relaxed. So you can see his command of the of the huddle, his command of no the you know the two minute offense and all those kind of things. He just looks way more comfortable than what he was. And I talked to him after practice, and he did say it makes a big difference because last year I I had to learn so much so fast that I was I only knew what I was going to do right like and so anybody who's played they understand that when you come out of the huddle usually have a receiver say what's the count um and then you have someone else say is this the formation then you mean there's a lot of questions that are being asked as the ball as you move up to the ball and for a quarterback you know you need to know all those things right and if you don't it it, it just creates a little bit of doubt so the more confidence that you have with your offense the better that you're going to be. And I would suspect that that, that uh, Vernon's going to be, you know, that much more comfortable. And, and Dane, I think, is also a guy that, you know, he said, he talked about the verbiage, right? Concepts are the same. You can only run an out so many ways, right? You can yeah. only run a corner so many ways, but it's the verbiage, right? How you get there. And that sometimes is a lot different than what you're used to. And it takes a little while to get used to, the, you know, the calls in the huddle and, and, and any kind of, any kind of dummy calls or anything you're making at the adjustments you're making at line of scrimmage, it just takes time. So what do you think we're going to see in terms of a roster here uh, on Saturday? Will we get well, to see Dane Evans or Vernon Adams or not really? Yeah, I, I you know what I'm I don't know up to this point. Um, I I was going to ask that tomorrow. Um, I would think Dane Evans is going to play. I don't know, maybe Vernon, maybe not as much. But you know, when you have guys that are new into the system, and especially that like. I'm a big proponent of getting as much time as you can, even mm-hmm. though it's an exhibition game and you're going to maybe play against a lot of guys that might not be there. I just like the idea of just getting those reps when it, you know, when it's a real game-like situation. So I, you know, I, I'd be honest with you. I think they're probably going to rest a lot of the, a lot of the veterans. Uh, that's usually the case in game one. Um, they've got some, they've got some young, some young players here that, uh, you know, I mean that are that are, you know that are making some noise and especially at running back that Antonio Williams has looked really good so far. So I'm sure you're going to see a big dose of him. Mm -hmm. Um, But as far as it for being a first preseason game ballsy, I'm sure both teams aren't going to play their starters very much. Well, we know Trevor Harris won't be playing because he's going back home for the birth of his third child. So we'll get to see a lot of Patterson and Dolagala and fine. A couple more quick questions for you. So you said not many holes. What's one area to watch of concern or that they want to shore up maybe? Uh, I think probably their left guard position, David Neville, um, who's been here for a few years, uh, is... You know they've they've kind of penciled him as as a starter, but David he's running like he didn't play at all last year. Uh, he's had some injurious uh, issues, and um, I think that to me is the biggest concern. Like we both know too that the line of scrimmage here is 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 everything, mm-hmm. right? If you can't, doesn't matter who your quarterback is, doesn't matter who your running back is. If you can't protect him or you can't create you know space for those guys, then it doesn't matter how good your receiving core is. So. Their old line, I, I love Michael Couture's pickup. I mean, I think he really solidified that offensive line, like at center. He's got a lot of experience. He's got championship pedigree. He's been around championship teams, and you know what that's like as well. When you bring in those kinds of guys into your locker room, they, I think they only make you better. Uh, so, you know, they feel good about the old line. I just, I think the only big question mark for me is, is left guard. Mm-hmm. I will say that um, Nathan Cherry looks fantastic. Like wow! Even day one, having for, this is for me day one. 
um, man, he looks like a different player. Wow. I, I really think that, well, and, and here's the thing, Ballsy, and I'm sure you see the same. When you get guys that are, you know, when they come in their first year, everything's new, right? Like the whole experience is new, and some get on, to, some find their, their groove a little bit earlier than others, but I always find year two for certain guys, they come to training camp, and everything slows down. Nothing surprises them. They're, they they know what the surroundings are. They know what training camp is like. They know it just it's just a comfort level. And I also think in Nathan's case, going and having a full off season, understanding what you've competed against and what it's going to take to be successful. So you maybe change the way you work out to you know give yourself a better opportunity because to me he looks way quicker. Um, his explosion off the ball has been unbelievable. Um, so, you know, they've got some, you know, with, with Kongbo now, he's a national, Cherry's a national, Betts and Menard are both nationals. They've got, you know, they've got a potential there that they could, mm-hmm. you know, they could start maybe three three people up front if need be. Uh, so, you know, I mean, that's always the exciting part for me in, in year, for, for when you come year to year mm-hmm. and seeing those, those, you know, those kids that have they came in with a lot of a lot not I don't want to say hype but you know I mean their first round picks you want to see how they come around and Nathan really jumped off the table for me today he was he was really really good. Hey, lastly, what are we getting in Godber? What can you tell us about Peter Godber that we don't Peter, already know? Uh, yeah, no, Pete, Pete's a great guy. I mean, he's he works really hard and and you know you're going to get everything out of him each and every week. You know, he he sometimes struggles like most centers in this league. You know, you put some of the guys that are in there now. Like, here's the other thing that jumped out today, Ballsy, and I'm sure maybe it's jumping out to you too. Like, there's defensive linemen here. I was talking Ryan Rick Maiden, who's the assistant general manager. There's defensive linemen here. They're 280 pounds. One of them ran a four-five-one. Yeah. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's the game now, right? And that's not just here. It's everywhere. They're just getting bigger and stronger and faster. And that inside part of the offensive line. When you deal with somebody who's got that kind of power and quickness, I don't care whether it's Peter Godber or Couture or whoever, you're going you're gonna to be a handful. And so for Pete, sometimes his, his issues are when he gets a guy right on top of him right away, um, you know, I mean, he can, he can maybe struggle a little bit with that. But I thought he really, really improved in that area last year. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a solid, you know, he's a solid Canadian offensive lineman. You're, you're going to be happy with him. He's a good dude, and, and uh, like I said, I always appreciate a guy who comes to work every day and he gets dirty and, and, and lays it out all on the line mm. for you. Well, thanks for laying it on the line for us here once again. We appreciate <laughs> it. Get it. Get inside, put your feet up, and uh, watch the rest hey, of this preseason listen, game. Listen, hmm. I, it, it's a rarity, but we're coming in on Friday. Oh. The game is on Saturday, Yeah, and we're not leaving till Sunday. Oh, we got to hook up. <laughs> I gotta take you out for something to eat. Yeah, we we gotta hook up. Well, maybe got, after the game. Yeah, that would be great. I'd love to hang out with you. Absolutely, we're doing it. We're gonna get it done. Let's not just talk about it. Let's do it. Yes, we're doing it. Okay, okay buddy. I look forward to it. See you, brother. Take care. Cheers. Yeah, that's Julio Caravada, color commentator on the BC Lions Radio Network. When we come back, we'll hear from Shay Patterson, former uh, Michigan Wolverine and USF feller, trying to uh, make the roster with the Riders behind center. It's the Sports Cage on six twenty CKRM. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Sports Cage. Now back to the action on Sports Radio 620 CKRM.
I'm in Regina with my producer, Sean Kleisinger. Luke Molliner and Blaine Weiland were in Saskatoon. I'm headed up there tonight. Came home to see my son and daughter, hang out a little bit. Um, so uh, Luke did a great Rider Rewind. Uh, you can catch that on all our social medias. And uh, Blaine was doing some interviews for me, at, for us, the Sports Cage shareholders. And he caught up with number five, Shea Patterson, quarterback of the Riders. All right, I'm Blaine Weiland, joined with number five for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Shea Patterson. And Shea, I guess uh, first off, just want to get your thoughts about uh, camp so far. We're over a week in now. Yeah, you know, just just very, very happy and blessed to be playing football again. Um, I was very fortunate enough to get a, get an opportunity here in uh, Saskatchewan. So you know, I'm very excited about it. we got a really good group of guys. And, uh, you know, just by the first two weeks of camp, um, things have been going really well. And, you know, I think the, the future is bright for us. What's it like being in the middle of uh, what's going to be what appears to be a heated battle uh, for that backup quarterback position? Um, you know, I, I've been asked that a lot. You know, we got four four pretty good quarterbacks. Um, you know, obviously I was fortunate enough to, to be in the same quarterback room as Trevor, and uh, to, just to watch him work and, and learn from him. Uh, so I, I was over in Montreal in 21 with him, so that was nice. But uh, for me, I'm just I'm just competing with myself. I'm not competing with anybody else. You know, I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday trying to take it day by day and you know just just learn the offense as best as I can right now I got a good grasp of it and uh you know I'm just trying to do my job and help this team win games and I was going to ask you about that how much of a benefit is that for you to have a guy that you know in Trevor Harris uh here in Saskatchewan it's huge man it's huge you know we actually not only Trevor we got you know I know Ken Webster from from Ole Miss you know all these guys Jake I played with Jake Winicky um you know Jake Herslow who's who had the knee injury. It was very tight with him. He's from Houston, right, right down the road, right down the road from where I'm from. And uh, Mario Alfred, I played with him in Montreal. So there's a lot of guys, even on the O line and on the, you know, on the defense side of the ball. He's from Louisiana, and I grew up there as well. So there's a, there's a lot of guys on this team that I have prior chemistry with. Uh, I know I talked a lot about the receiver group, how everybody's got a little bit different dynamic. Do you feel that's kind of the same with uh, the quarterback room? You know, everybody's got a little bit of different dynamic, different element they bring to the quarterback room. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think at some point in every guy's career, uh, especially, you know, us four, we've had success and we've won games. We've proven ourselves as, as winners. Um, so, um, you know, Trevor, he's, he's the veteran and, uh, you know, he's the guy with the most experience. Um, so I watch him every single day, see what he does um, and, and, and things that I can work on to get my, my game better as well. Um, Jake, strong arm. Mason, smart kid as well. Can, you know, pretty pretty dynamic in the pocket as well um so yeah you got quite the athletic background are you have you always been a quarterback when you played football uh i started off i started off as a running back and, and you know fullback kind of kid i was a fat kid when i was a little <laughs> so uh i didn't start playing quarterback till i was about in fifth grade um you know that's it's kind of when kind of when my whole life changed you know i want to want to be a professional football player in the fifth grade so and then, as well, you got a brother as well playing football right now. He's now playing for Princeton. Is originally committed to Michigan, but now at Princeton. Uh, does he have the brains in the family? He thinks he does. Nah, nah, he really does. He's 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 definitely the smartest one of the bunch. Um, but um, yeah, he's he's getting ready to go into his sophomore year at Princeton, and um, this year was the kind of the first off season I've gotten to spend with him. So I literally spent every day with him working out and and, and getting each other better. So I'm I'm excited to see what he does up there and. Yeah, he's he's gonna go get that Princeton degree, and uh, 
hopefully I'll, I'll try to get a job and job from him when I'm done with football. <laughs> of course, you got a multi-sport background, your grandfather, a basketball player, you got a little time in baseball. I'm just going to ask, you know, a lot of kids these days, it seems like they, they focus on one sport at a young age. Uh, are you in the mindset, you know, when you're a kid that you should be playing as many sports as you can? Yeah, I think early on I grew up playing basketball, baseball, and football all at the same time. So it was sports year-round, man. Um, I think it's definitely a good way to kind of get to know yourself athletically. And, uh, you know, I had a love for each each and every one of the single. I, I played all three in high school. Um, and up until my about, about junior year, that's when I really, really just fully committed to football and, and uh, completely locked in with it. But I, I enjoyed all three sports. Of course, you had a, a little bit of a taste of baseball with the Texas Rangers, a couple of camps. You got any kind of nice souvenir? Do you get any kind of gear or any yeah. souvenirs from the, those Rangers camps? Oh, yeah. You know, I go out there every, every, other, every other year for spring training. And, um, you know, it's just so awesome to see to see how they go about their da their daily lives. You know, I see I know I know that professional football life to a T, but to get out there and see what those guys do uh, really all year long is pretty, pretty special. So I do. I have like a whole bag of bats with my name on it, a bunch of Rangers jerseys, gloves, anything you can think of. You name it. Did you ever cross paths with Russell Wilson during those uh, training camps? I didn't. I didn't. I, I met him. I met him in L.A. one time, one time. Um, great guy. I was going to ask you, do you think he's a bit, you're a better baseball player than maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to feel some ground balls and maybe some batting practice if, if I'm lucky enough to do that with him. Of course, when you started at Ole Miss, uh, you were behind uh, Chad Kelly, a quarterback who's now in the CFL. I'm just wondering, just get your thoughts about Kelly last season, of course. Uh, help come, came in relief again in the Ar with the Argos in that Grey Cup in Saskatchewan. Yeah, you know, uh, me and Chad, I, uh, he, was my, he was my quarterback when I was a freshman. Uh, he ended up hurting his knee, and I ended up playing as my true as a true freshman year at uh, at Ole Miss. But uh, you can say what you want about Chad Kelly, man. That guy's a hard worker, and he's a gamer as well. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in Toronto. Of course, you, afterwards he moved on to Michigan, and as we talked a little bit beforehand, I'm a diehard Niners fan. So we could spend the old time old time talking about old Jim Harbaugh. But I got to ask, what was Jim Harbaugh like? Ah, uh, man, he's he's awesome. he's a he's a mentor mentor to me. Um, you know, really anything as far as my professional career goes, I kind of ask him about it you know he's kind of that lifeline that that advice giver um and uh you know i just learned a lot i learned a lot about football i learned a lot about you know how to be how to be a professional and uh on and off the field so gotta ask did every day did he ask who's got it better than us who's getting nobody <laughs> funny fact i got a t-shirt with that slogan on the back actually but it's got the niner logo uh just want to get your thoughts about the game this week are you excited that you're gonna get some live game action against opponents with the bc lions on saturday Absolutely. That sounded really good. Uh, I can't wait to get on the field with my brothers. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Shane. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's a good interview with Blaine Wiley. He's starting to loosen up. Who's got it better than us, singer? Nobody! Nobody! Mr. Kahaki Pants, Jim Arbaugh. Nerd. We'll take a break and be back. And when we come back on the other side, let's catch up with the guy who hates Michigan, Luke Mullender. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. 620 CKRM is proud to be the official radio partner of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and your home for the hottest sports talk anywhere. This is the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. Welcome back with my friend Sean Kleisinger, Michael Ball here, 936-6262, the number to text, powered by the Capital Auto Group. We got this text in, and I'll address it before we get to our great guest, Luke Molliner. Um, just hang on a second, got to find it. Zinger sent it over to me. Um, it's an anonymous texter, but hey, Ballsy, I tuned in a little late. Can you repeat what you said about streaming the CFL? First, I heard about it. All the games in the preseason 
in Canada that don't involve TSN are free. You go to cfl.ca. It'll come right up on the main page there. You have to enter a valid email address with your first name and last name, and you will go right to the uh, streaming. Right now it's at halftime, so you'll just see CFL preseason live halftime, uh, and the stream will resume shortly, but it's 11-10, Calgary losing to Edmonton, and what they do is they take the home audio from the radio broadcast and sync it with the video that's in the stadium already that people watch on the big screen and they combine it and make it a streaming type of deal. And so far, it's been pretty good. I haven't had any issues on my end. And you can watch it worldwide, I think. Worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah, and internationally, you can watch it for free in the United States streaming. There we go. Not not in Canada once the season starts, but for all the preseason games that TSN is not covering. So, for instance, they were supposed to cover our game Next or this Saturday coming up here, but uh, that is uh, dropped by TSN. So you will get the uh, uh, the video stream here on CFL.ca, and you will get the CKRM audio with myself and Luke Mullender. So there you go. And speaking of Luke, let's head out in the Western Pizza Hotline. Get it hot, get it fast. Western Pizza, Luke. I don't know if you're watching this or not, but it's been a pretty good presentation so far. I think. No, I haven't seen any of the uh, the gamers yet. I heard it; uh, the quality is good, though. So, and uh, pumped up to hear that uh, that our game will be paired up with the um, with next week's Ryder game. Yeah, all the audio. We always used to love it in radio when when you couldn't watch it anywhere, and that's when it you know people had to tune in for you. So all the all the broadcasters get pumped up when people got to tune in for them. So it's kind of cool that our audio gets uh, paired up. Hey, I wasn't there today. You were. What did you see today at uh, at camp? Yeah, so um, it was a really good practice in terms of uh, if you wanted to see some, some guys out there competing today because um, I, I think that what they did is they took the script that they uh, and some of the plays that they really wanted to see on Saturday and, and couldn't go after the smoke call um, but uh, and ran them today. So um, it was an enthusiastic practice. I thought that um, I thought that they probably got out there and got some work in that they, they that they wanted to, um, but uh, you know. Over the next couple of days, it'll start to sink in for certain guys that uh, that the uh, the big test is coming, and that'll be on Saturday, obviously, as you know. Yeah, that's uh, that's going to be interesting for a lot of guys. No Trevor Harris. We talked about this uh, about a month and a half ago on our show, but it got reconfirmed here, or confirmed, pardon me, this weekend when in the State of the Rider address, they did uh, mention that Trevor Harris would not be taking part in the first preseason game. He's going to leave camp here to go have his, him and his wife have their third child, which is awesome, a, a boy, I believe. So, um, so that's uh, that opens the door for this uh, hotly contested race behind him for backup and quarterback number three as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Trevor Harris doesn't need to uh, go out there and, and play in a preseason game. This guy's QB one. We all know it. He looked great today. Um, and he's starting to. Uh, you can really tell that he's starting to engage with the entire team now. Um, you know, it's not just the guys that he wanted to get familiar with on the offensive side of the ball, not just the, the, the first string O line guys now, but, uh, you know, he's having quite the bit of back and forth with the defensive guys these days. And that's great in terms of, uh, the way this team's meshing. But as far as that second, uh, spot goes, again, I, I think it's a really tight weight race between Shea Patterson, Mason Fine, and Jake Dolgala. Um, all of them, uh, have their bright moments. 
Uh, today, again, I do think that there's far too many balls being put on the floor at receivers and some DBs dropping um, interceptions. I think that they need to shore that up before Friday, but um, or Saturday, excuse me. But I, I would I wouldn't be surprised to see all three of these quarterbacks get an equal amount of reps, and uh, maybe maybe one of the quarterbacks gets a little bit of extension through the uh, through the fourth quarter. But or maybe they'll go with who they think is the number two guy right now for the first half, and then let the other guys have a quarter each in the second half. I'm looking forward to uh, to anything they roll out, really, because this has been surely the battle of camp. Yeah, and I um, I like what I've seen uh, as the camp's gone on from uh, Graybeard Darrell Walker. He made the ca- he made a couple of nice catches in the four and a half minutes we had on Saturday, including the one that finished the whole game off, where he reaches around. Uh, so Nick Marshall's face guarding him in the in the corner of the end zone. He reaches around Marshall's back and pins the ball to Marshall's back number three to make the catch in the end zone. He's just, he's got a nice, he's, the one thing about Darrell Walker, you could say maybe he's lost a step, but he's got some nice mitts. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to be as fast as he once was, right? But when you're a vet of his ilk, um, it's it's not necessarily about, um, you know, having to be a burner anymore. The intelligence and the football IQ of, of, of when when to be in certain positions at the right time vastly outweighs the uh, the, the need to get there um, with speed. So, uh, again, I, it's been funny watching him. You know, you think you first, if there was a loaded receiver core here, you'd think he may be the odd man out. But uh, I think his camp's gone along. Um, you know, guys like Sam Emelis have really stepped mm-hmm. up. But uh, he's been really consistent. He's, uh, he made a couple nice grabs today. And the longer this camp goes, I think that uh, – that uh, his vet experience is, is starting to to now be the difference between him continuing to elevate himself during camp and some of the young guys who who probably things are moving pretty fast because of the amount of plays that they are putting in and, and the pace that they're starting to move. So um, I would anticipate him him continuing where he's been. And again, um, I, I'm not sure if this is a good or a bad thing, but uh, other than Sam Emelis, no real receiver has 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 stepped out. I mean, I think that. Braden Lenius is managing to start to get get open a couple um, a lot more than than previously he had been and and he's looked good but there hasn't been a guy right and, and yeah is that a concern though that we is that, talked about is, 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 is them needing to find a guy yeah is that a guy is that a concern because they don't really have I don't know that they have like uh, KSB's out I think he might be the number one guy but like they don't really have a, a one guy somebody that's going to scare you yeah well and again I, I think that. I think that there's still a lot to be determined. I do think that it is a little bit, uh, I mean, we're in eight days now in the camp and, and I've watched these things since probably I, re- I retired around two and, and started coming to these around 2014, 2015. Um, and in the years, there's been a wide receiver that, that, that has been a guy. He, he's, he's declared himself the here at camp and, and we haven't seen that, um, we haven't seen that as yet from from anyone really here. So, uh, is it a concern? Uh, not really yet. But uh, I mean, if you get into the exhibition season and you see there's a real huge gap um, between between the wide receivers and the quarterbacks uh, and not being on the same page, and obviously week one will be a huge telltale sign about okay, well, what do you got to do to move forward, and and what who are our guys here? Yeah, you know, uh, Luke. One thing that. Um... Logan Furlan said in the interview I had with him last week, we aired it on the sports cage, that kind of struck me. Now listen, you still got to have, 
you still got to have the size, you still got to have the talent and, you know, the the willingness to to block and hold the fort. But he said I I the thing I've picked up on is Trevor Harris's veteran presence and changing uh, changing the you know he changes our uh, blocking scheme on the fly and I haven't experienced that yet. That was kind of a telling statement from Logan Furlan and that that gives me uh pause for optimism in the sense that okay like we got kind of a a veteran guy on the field nobody can nobody can fool him at the quarterback spot and the the smarts and his his um his delivery getting the ball out quick might help this team out big time well especially let's take week 1 where where a guy like Chris Jones um is going to give you is going to line guys up on the line of scrimmage is going to either attack you or, or look like he's going to attack you and, and drop into zone uh you know, defensive defensive coordinators they may vary by which uh, where they bring the pressure from. It's always it's always helpful to have a guy who can identify a, a possible a possible um, attack pattern in the defense early and and maybe do things like shift the line towards where the blitz is coming off of and and obviously communicate with the running back that his blocking scheme has now changed. I think that that's one of the things that. That uh, that we really missed last year um, at the quarterback position, and it was just somebody that was going to be able to help out the whole team through identification of an actual attack plan from the defense. Chris, I mean uh, Trevor Harris has seen it all, and I think that um, it, it will be beneficial from that point. Now, is it going to be Peyton Manning-ish where he's calling an entire play and? and switching formations and, and, and taking up uh, 30 seconds now because we have a 20-second time clock. But I do think that Trevor Harris brings a considerable amount of uh, ability um, when it comes to potentially making some slight adjustments to give the team a chance to move the sticks. We're going to take a break and come back to training camp in Saskatoon with Luke Molliner. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. Time now for the Cage Clutch Performer on 620 CKRM. Melts into the lane and kicks it out. Finchin three. It's rebounded by Vincent on the drive. Pull up three. Boy, has he got the stroke tonight. The Miami Heat making things look easy at this point. A 3-0 series lead over the Boston Celtics after a 128-102 win on Sunday afternoon. And Heat guard Gabe Vincent, yeah, he was feeling it. A game-high 29 points. And the Heat one win away from the NBA Finals. Gabe Vincent, your sports cage clutch performer for Nick Service in Emerald Park. Your local Massey Ferguson challenger, Rogator Gleaner, and Fent Dealer. Give them a call at 781 781- 1077. The Kings of Saskatchewan Sports Talk. This is the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. <laughs> Norway beat Canada 3 2 in a shootout at the Worlds. That's embarrassing. Good, I'm glad. They lost to Norway. I'm glad. That dude that stomped on Niederreiter's foot was that like he got five games or something, didn't he? I don't. Don't ask yeah, like me. Yeah, five I don't, games. I don't yeah. Care. Norway beat Canada three two in a shootout. What Good do you for ex- Norway. That's big time. What do for you Norway. expect when Milan Lucic is your best player? Steve Nash apparently meeting with the Raptors regarding their head coaching job. Uh, Penguins believed to have been granted permission to speak with Kyle Dubas. I saw that one coming from a mile away. Crazy. What a nerd. Did the Jays play other in Tampa? Yeah, they're all. Don't don't get me. St- I don't got time to talk about that. They suck right now. The Toronto Blue Jays. They, they beat Baltimore like yesterday. No, they didn't. They lost. They lost the next inning. 
Kings. Oh, they lost. They lost. They got swept. That's what else fun. do you need to know? That's funny, man. Okay, yeah, by <laughs> the way, the CFL preseason game between the Calgary Stampeders and the Edmonton Elks is... Uh, it's suspended because of a storm in the a area. Storm in the area. Please so they, seek immediate shelter yeah, on the they, concourse. They cleaned up the smoke, but there is, um, there definitely is a lightning storm. So they're going to have to wait that one out. It was eleven ten Edmonton at halftime. You can stream it on the CFL.ca website. You just have to have a valid email address and give your first and last name. Let's head out in the Western Pizza Hotline in Saskatoon at Training Camp Twenty Twenty Three. I'll be joining him tonight, Luke Mulliner. Luke, let's talk defense. Um, we kind of touched on this a bit the last time we convened at the brew house there last week. That linebacking core, Micah Tights looks like he's recovered nicely. Larry Dean's the old warhorse pro. Um, we're expecting Moncrief to show up and play in Week One. After that, though, she's a little thin. Yeah, I think that that's the best way to describe that is thin. I really think that that. Saskatchewan Rough Riders right now are, are, are thin um, in a number of areas, linebacker being one of them. I think um, I think that um, right now you've got crease in there mentally, um, and, and you're hoping that that first three can stay healthy. Uh, Micah Tights looks like he, he's been great. And Larry Dean, I mean, what more can you say about a polished pro like him? Um, he was really vocal today, encouraging, bringing, bringing sort of that that energetic vibe that that teams need around the eighth and ninth day, especially when you're you're going to start mentally preparing for an exhibition game soon. Sooner or later, here over the next couple of days, these coaching staff sent their their guys who they want to see reps out of on Saturday uh, um, a, a shot chart of what they're going to be calling and it's going to be pretty stripped down so you'll see the I think you'll see the mental transition um, start for a lot of these guys but you're right I mean other than those first three guys there hasn't been really anybody that that, that stuck out past that right yeah. and, um, that's that's probably a really accurate way to describe the rest of the team right where with with some really interesting and, 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 and talented starters um, slotted in in spots and, and the number of question marks behind them in terms of depth. Um, you had talked about in the Rider Rewind that we do every day after practice on social media, you had talked about Pistol Pete Robertson, and you kind of said he's a little bit of a hybrid. Can you expand for our listeners here on the sports cage? Yeah, no, you know, we, we, uh, we were watching – Pete a little bit close, more closely uh, than normal here today during practice, and um, I think that Pete Pete's a guy that you, you can definitely, if you've watched him um, for any stretch, sort of like we have Ballsy. Um, it's not that he's not a practice player, but there's a different level of energy in a game that he brings, and you can tell he really approaches practice to, to get better at certain elements of his game. Um, but one of the things that's really nice that I noticed today was that um, he was starting to play. Excuse me, there's an ambulance rolling by me here. Hope nobody's hurt. Um, anyways, he was starting to insert himself into the hybrid spot that has been manned historically here by guys like Toby Antigua, AC Leonard. Um, so, so when you move into week one, I would anticipate seeing Pete. Um, playing that hybrid role that, that is, has worked out specifically in Chris Jones' defense for this team. 
but again, uh, one of the things that I like is, is, is this is another way to get him attacking quarterbacks. But more importantly, this is a way that you potentially get Pete Robertson pass rushing over slower guards or centers, right? If he's coming from that linebacker spot, so we'll have to keep an eye on that because the rest of the rest of his camp has been has been as you would expect it. He's a team leader out there. You can see him. You can see him helping guys get. Uh, get into their positions and get into the spots they're supposed to be in. I think that um, the other defensive end that we brought in from Calgary, I think that he's slowly coming along. But again, you know, you've got that front group. The interior seems to have some depth. I really like what we're seeing in inter- the interior. Well, the, uh, Miles Brown continues to develop and continues to get reps with the A group, too. So, um, you know, that, that defensive interior with him, Lanier, um, Christmas, and, and Micah, Micah Johnson, I mean, that there, um, I mean, that looks like probably one of the deeper parts of this entire team. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, would you though take? Uh, would you kick the tires on Sean Lemon now that he's released by the BC Lions? Well, I wouldn't right now. I would wait till they saw what they're going to get out of guys not named Pete Robertson and Anthony Lanier in the, in the first game, mm-hmm. uh, that exhibition game, right? I, I think that um, I, I think that teams will teams will take a wait and see approach on Lemon. I mean, the team that picks him up is, is obviously identified a, a pass rushing need now that we're a week into camp, right? So, so there may be that situation. I don't think the Riders are in that situation right now. I think that uh, I think that they've. They've worked with guys enough um, where they do want to see a specific group. I mean, we're also talking about a, a guy like Nick Daly who's come and shown well, too. If, if Daly can continue to ascend here and, and really have a camp or an, an exhibition season like he had last year, there's another option in terms of depth there, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. All right, Luke, thanks for your time, man. We will uh, convene tomorrow or reconvene tomorrow. We're going to break the show down together when I'm back in Saskatoon. Thanks. All right. Take care. That's Luke Molitor joining me on the Western Pizza Hotline. Um, yeah, so the game is still delayed, I guess. I don't see any update. Yeah, it's still delayed. Can't even get a preseason Can't game Can't even in. play a game. I don't know. I see people. There's mixed reaction online. Some people like it. Some people say the technical side of it doesn't match up. It's, they're bitching. I didn't see any problems till halftime. I didn't notice Did anything. I thought it was nicely synced up. I actually thought it was nicely synced up. They had some nice uh, graphics and everything like that. I feel like people will always find something, yeah. you know, just yeah. to sit back and complain about because that's what motivates them in the morning. Yeah, I agree. Up, you know? I agree. Bit, they bitch that we never had any streaming. Then when we do have streaming, well, if you nothing, can't do it, right? Well, good you know, why are you doing it? I don't no. get it. I don't get it. Um, what was this? It was 11 to 10? Yeah, 11 to 10. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty Emmett, season. Emmett it's missed a field season. goal before. Uh, hey, what do you think of the NFL uh, going to mandating the three quarterbacks on the roster now? I like it. I do, too. I yep. think the CFL should do that, too. I like it. And uh, I also like that. That also the... opens the door for Nathan Rourke now mm-hmm. to be uh, a full-time player in the NFL. I mean, think about it. It's goofy just to have two quarterbacks dressed. I mean, I don't know how we came to that point, but I do know that uh, it's great news as well today that the NFL draft is coming to Green Bay, Wisconsin, Michael Ball. Yeah, I saw that. 2025, I think I read. That's yep. huge. You guys going to mm. draft another quarterback there? <laughs> Maybe. Jordan, you, you're a big Jordan Love guy, though. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I'm, he's my he's my quarterback. He's on my team. What's that? What's the what's the LX? The Greek LX, like Super Bowl LX. What is that? L L is uh, L is fifty. Yeah, and ten. 
So that would that no. would be Super Bowl sixty. Is it Super Bowl sixty? Yeah, Super is that Bowl what it sixty. Is? That's so why any- it's Super Bowl fifty. They didn't use uh, the L as the logo. They just used the uh, number fifty. So Super Bowl LX, Super Bowl LX, Super Bowl Super 60. Bowl sixty is, is in San is in San Francisco. They just oh. awarded it at Levi State. Levi State. That's an okay stadium. You've been there? Yeah, I saw the Packers play there. It's in once. the middle of nowhere, though, right? Yeah, it's, it's in San Jose, actually. Yeah, it's in Santa Clara. Yeah, close to San Jose, yeah. though. Close to it's San Jose. It's an hour south of San Francisco. Anyway, we're just babbling here on a holiday Monday. Don't mind us. We'll be back with a CFL report, and then we'll hear from Jamal Morrow and Pistol Pete Robertson. It's the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM. The Sports Cage is your voice for football, not only in the province, but around Canada. This is the Sports Cage CFL Report. A look at what's happening in our three-down game. Well, we were going to update you on the game, but it's in a lightning delay after they had delayed it 35 minutes because of smoke. And, um, yeah, so uh, it's the Edmonton Elks leading Calgary at halftime at McMahon Stadium, 11-10. Hey, the truth to play the BC Lions backyard party. It's two days, Friday, June 16th, Saturday, June 17th. The first night of the event on Robson Street will include the game between the Riders and the Bombers being shown on the gr- a big screen. The Trues were uh, founded in 1997, currently based out of Hamilton. BC's home opener will take place against Edmonton on the 17th at 7 p.m. So, awesome job by uh, Amar Doman. And they still haven't announced who the big party's going to be, the big band's going to be for their home opener. So, we'll find out. There are rumors now, these are just rumors, but people have been talking that it could be U2. Can you imagine if you brought in U2? Walk on! Walk on! I hate uh, U2. But, That's a song, I think. But, they're, but they're definitely um, definitely uh, big names, and uh, uh, credit to Mardome and what he's doing. CFL Reports brought to you by Kevin's Marine. Get the most of summer with the boat or pontoon from Kevin's Marine. Check them out in Fort Capel or online at kevinsmarine.com. Saskatchewan's best coverage of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders is on the Sports Cage, right here on the Mighty 620 CKRM. Well, I can't see Jamal Morrow not making this team. Some people in media circles at this camp are like, oh, I wonder if Morrow gets beat out. Frankie uh, Hickson and Just whoever. searching for storylines. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Although Rodney Smith has popped, number 35. You'll probably get to watch him, former Carolina Panther. B.J. Emmons, who I think spent some time with the Seahawks, if I'm not mistaken. He's number 28. And uh, J.V.N. Hawkins, another guy to watch, number 29. But I think it's uh, J.M.O. and Hickson's jobs to lose. Um, speaking of Jamal Morrow, he was leading the league in all-purpose yards, rushing in all-purpose yards till he got hurt. He would have been my choice for Offensive Player of the Year last year. Uh, Blaine Wyland caught up with number 25. All right, I'm Blaine Wyland, joined number 25 for the Saskatchewan Fries, Jamal Morrow. And Jamal, I want to talk about a couple of things that are very noticeable when you're on the, on the field with yourself. First off, your smile. It seems like every time you're on the field, you always got a smile on that face. Is that something that you try to bring to the team? Yeah, I mean, just in general, I mean, just to be able to, if you just take everything and boy, you you can come out on the field and play football. That's like, it's a dream, you know. So I mean, yeah, I take, I just love it and I kind of embrace the whole time I'm out on the field and just kind of just, you know, just I don't know. This is kind of how I like to play the game, you know, in an upbeat way and kind of you know just whether it's up or down, you know, just maintain an even kill and you know always have a smile on your face. So. You know, your personality mixing with your football skills as being a running back, a returner, I'm not sure you probably, probably before your time, but it reminds me a lot of Mike Pinball Clements with the Toronto Argonauts. I'm sure you probably, I'm not sure if you caught some film with him, but have you ever had any interaction with Pinball? 
No, actually, I haven't. I mean, no, I never really got to, you know, talk to him. But, I, I mean, I've seen and heard great things from him, you know. And uh, even some guys who played at Toronto, like, they tell me, you know, how he was as a guy. And, you know, and you, you see what he did as a player. So, I mean, it's, it's a – I mean, that's a, it's a great comparison. I mean, you know, it's definitely something I hope I can live up to, you know, to play, you know, at a high level as long as he did. So, um, uh, but, yeah, I'm just happy, you know, just to, you know, like I said, just to, just to even be, you know, mentioned, like, you know, amongst him is, you know, there's an honor. And I know you're maybe listed as 5'8", but you got a couple of uh, pair of tree trunks as legs there. <laughs> they're very, and they're less noticeable today because you got some pants yeah. on. But uh, just talk about the the amount of workouts you do with your legs, especially during the off season. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, I kind of like, I mean, low key, it's like every day, whether it's running or you know, I always designate at least two days to you know a heavy leg day. So, I mean, it's just, it's just something that you know, it, it's actually funny. Like back in high school, like I hated squatting, and like my coach would follow me around like on squat days to make sure I squatted. And so that's kind of how kind of we kind of you know built the, the the legs and the trunks up and uh, so yeah that's kind of that's kind of I mean, basically how I started doing legs essentially because he just I didn't want to he just kind of followed me around the gym so I could you know work out so. Of course, uh, you're one half of the Rough Riders dynamic duo running back with Frankie Hicks, and I just want to just talk about your relationship with Frankie. Yeah, Frankie's my dog, man. Uh, Frank the Tank, I mean, he brings a, a energy every single day to the field, you know, and so him and knowing, knowing, having, knowing have, have him, like, you know, right there on the other side, you know, it's it's comfortable. If, if I'm out of the game, I know, we you know, there's no drop-off. We know, we know Frank's going to come in and take care of the business and take care of business and, you know, do what he do, you know, and he plays he plays a game with so much energy and passion and force, so, like, it's that because, like, my, here, I'm, I'm Kind of like here, but you know, Frankie, he has that emotional, you know, very like fierce, and you know, he loves the game of football, and it brings that out of me as well. So I, I, I love it. Do you guys feel like you're kind of like the same back, or do you got a little bit of difference between you two? Oh, I mean, we have a little difference. I mean, Frankie, he's definitely more of a downhill slasher and you know, fast, one cut up the field, and he make and he makes guys miss so fast. And so I, I feel like me, I'm more of a a more slow, you know, kind of patient kind of guy and kind of, you know, way things to develop and, you know, and, you know, I like to be used at the backfield. So, yeah, kind of, those are kind of the difference a little bit. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, I love, like I said, Frankie's a guy and he's just, I just love to have him as a, as a back, you know, I'm a, you know, as a, you know, a guy on my, my side. I got to ask as a running back, is it harder, you know, in the Canadian Football League to get, you know, touches in, uh, as a running back? Because, you know, in the National Football League, we got third down running backs. Don't really have that here in the CFL. Is it harder, you know, to get multi-running run running backs involved in a game like that? No, I think we did a good job kind of last year kind of incorporating that, you know. And um, I think once we're able to, you know, I mean, Coach Kelly does a great job. of, and he'll, I mean, I'm super excited. He's, you know, he's an OC now, you know. So even last year did a great job of rotating us and kind of like that. And so, I mean, now it's just kind of, you know, it's we'll, we'll see who gets hot. You know, Coach Bo Duke is, you know, he's he's been around the game for so long, and I mean, he had, you know, three horses over there, you know, in Montreal. So he's used to having, you know, talented backs, and so it's a, uh, I think, you know, it wouldn't be, it's not going to be too hard, you know, of an adjustment, you know, actually, you know, getting getting touches and you know, getting getting involved in the game. Is that the big thing? Is kind of you break it down in touches instead of before you kind of more would break it down in terms of rushing attempts? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just kind of these touches. I mean, because we we do things whether it's you know. Uh, the pass game, run game, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's always just something that we can, you know, always improve on. So, I mean, or not improve on, but, well, oh, you can improve on it. But um, just something that's kind of how we break it down. So, I mean, whoever has the hot hand, I think probably, he'll probably ride that, you know, and so it kind of go from there. I just want to get your thoughts about when you're returning the ball. Just is it a different feeling as opposed to being the running back? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of how I started in the CFL. Was kind of started off on returning. So I mean, it's just something that always came natural to me. And so you know, and you know, actually having Rio back there, we can kind of. And now we have Bain, so it's it's kind of cool, you know, just to see the 
to the, the pick and choose. You know, you see how Rio does, you see how Bane does, you see how I do it. You kind of just pick and choose, like, you know, what you like from each other's games and trying to incorporate into your own. All right, thanks a lot, Jamal, and good luck. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's Jamal Morrow, number 25. We'll uh, talk to Pete Robertson in a bit. Hey, uh, let's talk about some other sports, Zinger. Uh, you were right. You were right. The Miami Heat going uh, to the NBA up championship. Next time, everybody better just listen up next time you Manor. want some advice. Are huh? they going to win? Yeah, they're going to win. The whole thing? Yep. Really? Yeah, that's going to go to Game 7. To beat the Nuggets. Yeah, they're going to go to Game 7 with the Nugs. Are the Nugs going to get rid of um, the Lakers next game sweep? Yeah, that's tonight. They're going to sweep them. Is that tonight? Yep. That's wow. tonight. Well, how about the Florida Panthers? They're 8-0 on the road. Matthew Tkachuk. <laughs> Matthew Kachuk had another overtime winner. And straight off the ice both times. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I didn't celebrate. That was such a boss move. I like that. Oh, yeah. I do like that. That was, like, straight big, off the... that was some big-time energy right there. I think there. Florida's winning the Stanley Cup. You think so? That's my opinion. Uh, I hope so. I hope it's not Vegas did, Golden Knights. I hate all their players. Did, did you see that? He scored. No, I know. He scored the game-winning goal. And I, I know a lot of people thought he was going to probably be my sports cage nope. clutch performer He's today. banned from the but show. No, you noticed it wasn't him, right? I won't even... I, I plucked uh, a nugget. No. I plucked a Denver nugget instead good, because good, I ain't good. having Chandler even Stevenson if he, on my... Even if he scored the game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup, Chandler Stevenson will have to do some big-time apologizing yeah, well, you to get are, back on the show. You remind me again who was there for Chandler Stevenson when he was irrelevant during the regular season. Who was bringing him on the show? Us. Huh? Us. Me and you. And all of a sudden, he, okay, he has some success, and all of a mm. sudden, he big times me, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Last week? Your job is to get a hold of Josh Mahura. Let's see if Josh Mahura will join us, because he joined us before, too. Oh, yeah, he did. Yep. Sam Steele joined us. Let's, uh, Jordan Eberle always calls us. It doesn't even matter if he's go- getting ready for a skate before a big Game 7. He calls us. No, I'll, I'll, I'll work on Josh Mahura. Chandler Stevenson big-timed us. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his... Um, uh, I hope Vegas loses. Oh, I, I don't think they, I don't think they, they they're they can't get, they're gonna win the whole thing. They're gonna win that series. I mean, they're gonna lose to Florida. What? That's a gross. I Stanley hope Cup. the Florida Panthers score the game-winning goal off a of Chandler Stevenson stick yeah. into his own net. Yeah, that's what I hope. Yeah, he's banned from the show. Um, Kyle Dubas, <laughs> my family. It's so tough on my family. What a, what a, if it's not the Leafs, it's nobody. And now he's gonna. I told you he'd be. He should be embarrassed. I, what he pulled. What was that last Monday? Yeah. What a that was embarrassing. I Looking told back you. At it now, what I told doing? you he'd be in Pittsburgh, and that's where Spets is gonna go too. God, just all of his pride just yeah. left him. Hey. <laughs> Kyle the, Dubas. The Blue Jays are pretty embarrassing, eh? Yeah, they are. They suck right now. They lost. They got swept to the Orioles. Yeah. Uh, they lost three of four against the Yankees at home. Yeah. Uh, all their pitchers that are supposed to be good are not yeah. good right now. Yeah. Uh, the only thing really, well, what's good for them right now? Danny Jansen's probably the only thing that's good Even for our them buddy right now. Eric Swanson's kind of gone in the tank. Yeah. Um, my Padres beat the, uh, the Red Sox one game. That's yeah. good. They're off today, I think, right? Yeah, the they can't lose. They can't lose. They can't lose because yeah, the today. Blue Jays are frustrating me. Okay, I, I, I know it's early. They're, I think they're twenty five and twenty two right now. That's exactly what they are. They're but, in the basement. Yeah, of the, they're, they're in the basement of the AL. But when you, when, when you think of it, the first place team in the AL Central right now is yeah. the Minnesota Twins mm-hmm. with an identical record. As the Toronto Blue yeah, Jays. Yeah, I know. But the thing is that Blue Jays, they can't win within the division. I think they've won like maybe two or three division games. And the problem games. is now it's a balanced schedule, that? so they won't get a crack. Like, they don't play the Yankees till September yeah, it's, now. It's going to be hard to make, make, make that it up. up. Make it up, yeah. It's, and Norway beat Canada at the World Hockey Championship. Yeah. What I, was that in that? Is it in the semifinal? What was it? I don't know. I'm kind. Is it sick of me to say that I'm kind of happy about that? 
Yeah. Norway. Norway. I wasn't a something big fan of it. Something to cheer about. Canada wins enough in hockey, and it's an irrelevant tournament anyways, yeah. right? So why not give the Norwegians yeah. something to cheer about, huh? Come on. Oh, they're, they're not knocked out. They're, they're remaining third place oh. in the group, one point behind Czechia. Well, whatever. Which, by the way, why is it called Czechia sometimes and Czech Republic other times? I don't know. I, that's something I'm trying to figure out. It seems like it's only in the hockey world it's called Czechia. Okay, so I got to ask you this question before we Czech go to Republic break. Republic in my the heart. Green Bay got is getting the 2025 NFL draft. Yeah. Um, you've been to Green Bay. Is it big enough to host this thing? Is it big enough? Like, is it big enough? Hotels? Does it have the capacity to pull this off? It must. Well, they they're able to host a number of games every year with visiting fans coming in for the games. I know, and stuff. but I mean, it's the it, pomp it, and pageantry. It, it's going to be a collective effort. You got Appleton about two hours south of Green Bay. You got Milwaukee. You know, you got Green Bay itself. So, are they doing it in Green Bay or Milwaukee? No, it's in it's in Green Bay. It's going to be. In the Titletown district, the new district right beside Green Bay, it's yeah. perfect. Is it nice? Oh yeah, it's perfect. If Kansas City, Missouri, can are you going to go to it? No, I'd rather spend the money to go to a game. I'm not going to go there for an NFL draft. Well, you got all the money. We I pay you a lot I of money. I got all the money. Quit it. Well, you're going to Toronto with some phony. Uh, hey, don't, don't, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no talkie. <laughs> no talkie. <laughs> no talkie. No okay. talkie. Can I talk about this next? Yeah. Pete Robertson coming on the show. Yeah, he's coming on. We're going to have him on next. All right. It's a sports cage on a holiday Monday on 620 CKRM. Where Saskatchewan sports fans come to talk. This is the Sports Cage on Sports Radio 620 CKRM. Going to start that Edmonton Calgary game up again at five o'clock in uh, Calgary. They had smoke issues, which five fifteen now. It okay, says. which delayed the game, and then they had um, they had uh, lightning in the area, storm, so they're delaying it. It was eleven ten for Edmonton in the third quarter. As we go to the third quarter, so uh, how do you how do you have the Elks this year? What do you think? Like, how do you? I don't the, think they're going to be very how, good. You, you think that the Elks are going to beat the Riders week one? I don't think. I don't see. I don't see it. The Elks are going to suck. I have, uh, so I've got the uh, Bombers first. Is that who you have first? Uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> BC uh, second? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think uh, it's going to be Winnipeg. It's yeah. going to be uh, the BC Lions. Yeah. And I think the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and the Calgary Stampeders are going to be neck and neck for uh, third. third spot. Yeah. And then after that, uh, the Edmonton Elks. Will be, yeah, will I got. Be, I, I got. They're gonna be in the base. So I got. That's what I got. I got uh, Winnipeg will win. Be first if they stay healthy. Uh, two is BC. Three is the Riders. Could jump up the two, and then you've got. Um, then you got Calgary and then Edmonton. So there you go. Do we have a phone caller? Yeah, we do. Uh, you go uh, see who that is, right. and I'll just uh, talk about some of the sports stories of the day. Uh, Toronto Blue Jays taking on the Tampa Bay. Rays in Tampa. Oh, they hung up. Okay, they got scared. You can call back 936-6262 was an if unknown number, too. If it was on call display, yeah. I would be ringing them back yeah. right now. I'd be like, how come you hung up on me? 936-6262, the number to call or text locally, and then the long-distance number, one eight six six seven six seven zero six twenty. Yeah, like I... um. 
if if Trevor Harris continues on the path that he's going in training camp, if that O line can hold up, yeah, so he's looking pretty good right now. Yeah, in here, he is. Huh? Yeah, he's zinging the ball around the field. Right. He was in command of the offense when I watched the two drives in the green and white game. Now let's be honest, it was a tag up type deal. Wasn't the old school green and white game when people got tackled and stuff. Yeah, nice turnout by the fans too. Little concern though. Not gonna lie, Labor Day game. I've, Still not sold out. And the home game, I think, what, 11,000 tickets? The home opener. Uh, taking a wait-and-see approach. We're going to find out. If the Riders beat Edmonton and come in against Winnipeg, I think the hype train will be going. I think so, but it's still concerning, like you said. I mean, usually that uh, home opener is, if not sold out, usually maybe a couple hundred mm-hmm. sprinkled around mm-hmm. the area. I was looking at it at Ticketmaster today. You can still yeah. get, like five seats in a row in some sections. It's kind of like, who? So like you said, maybe we're just the fans are waiting to see what Big Big T Harris can do once he wins a couple games, and then we'll see how she goes. Let's rewind back to, uh, it was a July day, I believe, um, and it was Garrett Marino taking out Jeremiah Masoli. Then do you remember, I forget his name, but the Ottawa Red Blacks lineman took the cheap shot. It was a Dino Boyd, I think. Yeah. Took a cheap shot on Pete Robertson mm-hmm. and, and hurt Pete Robertson, who had, he finished with nine quarterback sacks, but he was leading the league in sacks. Finished tied for the league in forced fumbles. Nobody even talked about that, nope. that cheap shot. No, huh? it was a cheap shot that, on his on his leg. It, it was all Garrett Marino. Yeah, huh? that's right. And, if, you know, uh, it was a little overblown there. And then Ottawa wanted to fight on the sidelines. And they never called yeah. us to apologize. Yeah, a couple, uh, yeah. They, how many tissues... Tissue boxes did that organization go through last year, huh? I have no idea. It was it was obviously like crying a, every single week. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually <laughs> expecting to see a big Scotties on their uniform. Yeah, today when they, yeah, go, we do. Ah, they didn't call us. <laughs> They're going to sponsor really, the Scotties re- next year. Do you year. really <laughs> think? Do you really think? Uh, let's think about let's think about this. Um, <laughs> did 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 the uh, Truba? And the Rangers called the Devils when Meyer got absolutely decapitated on that hit in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't think so. Does anybody? Does Evander Kane call and apologize when he gets mad? Yeah. You know what I mean? Did Petrangelo and the Golden Knights did did their GM call Ken Hall and did their head coach Cassidy call Jay Woodcroft? So why the hell would the Riders have to call? They never even called to apologize. <laughs> yeah, because it's football, you idiot. <laughs> That's why they didn't call. But they were waiting for yeah, it. But you made fun of me, and you did those things, and I'm, I'm so sad, and oh, I can't believe you guys would do that. It's crazy. Anyway, Pistol Pete Robertson, let's hear from him. All right, I'm joined with Texas Pete, the one who brings the heat, the one that quarterbacks don't want to meet. Old Lyman try to beat, brings the fans up from their seat here in the province of the wheat. It's number 45, Pete Robertson. Pete, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing? Not too bad. It's funny what I come up with on going to my afternoon walks. But <laughs> but how's it going so far here as we enter two, week two of training camp? Man, it's, it's going really good. Loving being around the new guys. Loving being back around, you know, my former teammates. Guys looking good. Uh, a lot of young guys out here making plays, man. And it feels good to be back up in it. Now, of course, you signed a little bit closer to free agency in February. Uh, when you left Saskatchewan, I guess in November last year, October, did you have it in your back of your mind? You're always going to be back here this season, or, or was there some doubt that you might not be back? Well, I had hope that I'll be back. I had hope that I'd be back because I love this organization, man, and uh, I love the coaches, the staff, 
you know what I'm saying, from the, the coaches to down to the trainers, you know what I'm saying, even just Regina, the, van, the fans, man. I love being around the city. And uh, it remind me of my hometown back home, you know, small, everybody kind of know everybody type of feel town. And, uh, man, I, it was it was the, the biggest thing, man. We, we was trying our best for me to get back here, and uh, we worked things out, you know, on both ends. So I loved it. Of course, uh, right around the time you signed, of course, uh, Anthony Lanier, Anthony Lanier yeah. also re-signed as well. Kind of, was that a coincidence, maybe, that you both kind of signed up around the same time? Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, we had to do what was best for our families. And, uh, you know, the, the, the guys love us around. You know, me and Ant been played together countless of years, you know what I mean? And, man, it's just great to, to be back with the same guy I started with, man. That's my boy, and, you know, we rocked together for a long time, and it's it's it, it was it was a wonderful feeling. I knew he was going to end up signing, you know, and as long as we got everything, you know, straight on the guys in with an organization, you know, we knew we was going to have a good a good thing coming. So, And we got Michael Johnson back, so it's wonderful, man. Yeah, it's going on about Michael Johnson. You know, you got a strong group, and it, it, is it just a case of you guys getting even stronger with Johnson added in? Oh, definitely, man. Michael bring that grown, grown man type of play to the game, and loved it playing with him my first year in 21. And uh, man, we we super excited, especially me and Ant, we were super excited to have him back. So it, it's a great feeling, man. And talking about some of the younger guys, uh, Stephen Banks, uh, what's your been impressions of him so far in camp? Banks look good, man. Banks look real good. You know, fluent, body look good, moving around, good hands. Strong guy, strong guy, definitely. And, uh, of course, you know, we got we got Christmas and uh, Miles Brown, you know. Love, love, love that we got them guys back as well to return. Uh, we're going to have a good, solid group rotating up there. We're going to have a really good, solid group. Yeah, going on more about Brown and Christmas, how much do you think they benefited by getting some a lot of playing time in the back half of last season? Man, they benefited a lot. They they really figured out what type of game, you know, it is going on right now. And uh, speaking of which, they go Anthony Lanier over there doing all that screaming. <laughs> but but they, they man, they, with them plays, they, they got in and got to play and stuff like that last year. They benefited because they, they got the, the speed of the game. They started to get the rhythm. They understand that the ball is a little bit different here, but it's still some good competition, a great competition. And them guys starting to come on over. You know, maybe going back to Lanier, obviously energy is what he brings to the, the defensive line. But it's the other thing he brings is versatility. Uh, you know, I really like the – I'm a big 49ers game, so I really like to compare him to Eric Armstead mm -hmm. in terms of his ability to move around right. the line. Is that something that he brings to the Riders? Man, he brings that for sure. He can play inside, outside, wherever you need him, he's going to cause havoc. And uh, he's been like that for a long time. You know, I've been able – God bless me, able to see it for a long time. And – I've been enjoying it, and he can cause havoc on the edge or inside. Either way, wherever you put him, he's going to go out there and make plays. Second week of camp, you guys got a preseason game on Saturday back home. Uh, does the blood get a little bit pumping a little bit more, though? You got, uh, you got game action on Saturday? Uh, for me, you know, it's just a normal day. The game should be easier than practice in my eyes. But, you know, it's another preseason. Guys got to put their best foot forward. You want to leave it for, you know, the, first, the best impression is the first impression. So, that's so why we're going to try to start this 20, uh, 2023 season off. Are you already thinking about June 11th, or you got to wait a little bit before you think about that first game at Edmonton? I'm going to think about it June 11th, the day of the, you know. We're going to prep and get ready, but when that day hit, you know, it's going to be ball game. All right, thanks a lot, Pete. Thank you. All right, that's I see you, Blaine Wyland. Blaine Wyland trying to drop trying to, rhymes yeah, on us. Yeah, trying to drop some rhymes on us to okay. get a little personality. I see you, Blaine. I see you. What do you call him? 
Pistol Pete. Texas Pete. Texas Pete. Bringing the heat. Bringing the heat. Player of the week Play from the, the province wheat. of wheat. Let's go. Let's go get you out of your seat. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Way to go, Blaine. Way to loosen up. Let's go. I'm pumped. Holiday get, Monday. Hey, get that hype horn going. Yeah, we got to get that hype horn. Yeah, where, find that hype horn. Where's Come my on. cronies? Right there it is. Where here, are they? Right there. What? Get over here. No, oh, that's the scruzzer. Yeah, Come the scruzzer. <laughs> there it is. That's it. That's Texas, for you, Texas Pete, player of the week. Get you out of your seat. In the province of in, wheat. In the province of wheat. <laughs> Playing Wildin', dropping the dimes. <laughs> Take a break. Get the hell out of here. Sports talk lives here. Welcome to another hour of the Sports Cage with your host, Michael Ball. Well, we're a little ahead of schedule. We're supposed to get a hold of Coach Dickey, but in fairness to him, he's on time. Uh, he's probably just all scheduled up. Uh, I said 5.05. We usually have a 5 o'clock news package, but we're the only dummies working on a holiday Monday. There's no time off for greatness, Singer. You don't take time off for greatness. You can't, right? All right. No time off. You're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got some texts here. People are happy we're doing the show. Uh, by the way, Chad sends a text in. Chad, what up, the 858. Just wondering, the XFL season's over, correct? Can guys like Sankey come back and play in the CFL if they want? I think they can. Yeah, I don't see why not. But he probably but... wants to give his body a little bit of a rest, and the Riders have already moved on from that. But I'm sure he can come back at some point. Hey, he's too good for the CFL. We get it. Okay? Uh, we might want him back. We're a little thin at linebacker, but uh, who knows? Um, uh, this is uh, Murray in Wellwyn. On behalf of all the agricultural workers, farmers, and other, thank you for not taking the day off and helping make the day a little more enjoyable from our tractors. Um, Murray from Wellwyn. I don't know where Wellwyn is. Do you? I will in a second. Oh, Can, no, my internet doesn't work. Never mind. Really? Yeah. What do you mean? You're... The, the internet got shut down, apparently, because it's a holiday. Well, that's a holiday, well, I mine's guess. Mine's working. Mine's not working. Where is Wellwyn, Saskatchewan? I'm Googling that right now. This is live radio, folks, on a holiday Monday. We yeah. just do whatever we I, want. I can't do it. Wellwyn, Saskatchewan is in the southeastern portion near the Manitoba border. So it's closer to Manitoba. This is our community of the day here. Wellwyn is uh, incorporated as a village. June 11th, 1907. All right. Wow. Southeastern portion of Saskatchewan near the Manitoba border was named for Wellwyn in uh, Hertlefordshire, England, at the suggestion of James Wake, who homesteaded just across the Manitoba oh, border. Thanks, James. Yeah. Do, do they have a, do they have a they senior had, hockey team? That's the question. I don't know. They had internet back then. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try to call coach. Is your, yeah, try try calling the coach. I'd love to get Coach Dickinson on, pick his brain on what's going on here with his football team. Rough Riders getting set to take on the British Columbia Lions. It's a 5 o'clock kickoff on Saturday here on your voice of Rough Riders football, 620 CKRM. We will have the pregame show at um, 2 o'clock. Uh, with Daniela Ponticelli, Don Hewitt, the professor, and Wes Cates, Plaza of Honor inductee in 2017. Then we will roll into our portion of the pregame show, the Rider Nation portion, with myself and uh, our friend Luke Molliner. And then the kickoff just after 5 across the Rough Riders radio network. And it will be, uh, the audio will be um, paired up with the CFL preseason video that they have they've uh, launched it today Edmonton taking on Calgary and uh, Edmonton is winning 11 to 10 and uh, then they uh, well they delayed it 30 minutes because of a um, 
of the smoke in the area. And then they uh, had a lightning storm. So they'll probably have to stretch out and everything like that. 515 is when they're going to get going. Uh, Craig Dickinson's brother Dave taking uh, on uh, Chris Jones and the Edmonton Elks. We're joined now by the coach, Craig Dickinson. On the Western Pizza Hotline, Coach. Welcome to the show. The uh, this portion brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. How are you today, my friend? Doing well. I'm sitting here with Jared Lacoste and Clinton Spencer, our strength coach and our team chaplain, and we're watching film and and enjoying life right now. Awesome, man. Uh, there could be worse they worse things to do than be a, a football coach and and watching football. Um, I'm I'm actually I'm actually watching uh, your brother's team play on this new streaming service the CFL has. That's a pretty that's a pretty nice initiative. Yeah, it is. We're watching the same thing, although there's nothing going on now. Yeah, um, yeah. as you probably noticed. But yeah, we we watched the first half, and we're hoping to watch the second half as well. Yeah, I think it's great. Anytime you can expose more people to the game of football. Saturday, unfortunately, we couldn't really. Uh, couldn't really do too much in terms of uh, with the smoke, so we had to cut it short after two drives. But I understand you had a pretty intense practice today. Yeah, we did. We put the pads on them today and really, really pushed them today. So it was a good day Watched all the I felt like we got a lot of work out of them today. All right. So, Coach, uh, that backup quarterback battle shaping up nicely. Have you decided how you're going to uh, break that up in terms of because Trevor Harris isn't playing because of the birth of his uh, third child. Have you decided yet how you're going to break up the reps? Not yet. No, we've still got time. But we will definitely um, try to get all three of those guys. You know, Trevor won't be there, but we'll try to get the other three guys uh, equal reps as best we can. And we won't, you know, have decided who starts the game and who finishes it. But all three will play, and all three will play meaningful snaps. Mostly a rookie-laden uh, roster. Do you feel here for this uh, ball game? I haven't decided that. We can uh, we can take everybody because it's at home. So I might, I might play the bets a little bit more in the first half in this game, and then let the rookies finish. But we'll decide that half here in the next. All right, uh, coach. It's a little bit windy. We're we're you're busy. We're we're gonna let you go. But um, overall, to this point, just your impressions of training camp so far. Uh, so far, I'm really happy with it, Michael. I mean, um, the guys are working really hard. I think we learned how to practice. You know, after those first few days where we lost a couple of guys, you know, we're gonna constantly stress stress what we're looking for in terms of tempo. But I think. The, the offense has gotten a lot of their stuff in that they want to get in, and now it's just a matter of, of uh, letting the players compete a little bit with each other and then hopefully get them to that first preseason game and see who plays well. Hey, I wasn't there today. Did that uh, Did that uh, new global punter make it in? Has he had a chance to show yeah. you what he's got? Yeah, yeah, he was here. He had a decent day today. It was windy today. I mean, you can hear I'm outside talking to you. It was windy today, but uh, I thought he had a good day. I mean, we punted into the wind. We challenged him to turned the ball over, and I thought he did a pretty decent job for his first day out. Hey, uh, lastly, when we're going into this game, we'll talk to you three more days, but just for my audience right now, uh, you said you, you might be looking for a little more speed in that receiving core. What is that what you're kind of going to be watching for in this game uh, in terms of the receivers? Probably. I mean, most teams in preseason play a lot of man, so we got to see who can beat man. And uh, that's one of the things we're going to talk about tonight with staff is who do, who do we see as uh, as receivers that we think we can win win with that can beat man coverage and who are the guys that are struggling? 
Yeah, anytime, anytime you can find receivers that are good against man, usually they're pretty good receivers. So, hey, we're hey, looking. Hey, lastly, coach, I did get a text here from Dale, a Red Deer fan. He said, "Hey, hey you kind of touched on it with coach. Do you uh, do you anticipate a battle at the punting spot? That's what Dale wants to know." Yes, yes, we do. Yeah, I think Adam is going to push Corey, and I think it's going to make Corey better. And uh, at the end of camp, we'll figure out which guy we think uh, we think we can win with moving forward. So does that mean, uh, one other element to this, does that mean you'll have to get Adam in there holding for Brett Lothar too? Because that's a critical component too. Yeah, that's right. He's done it. He did it all four years in college. So he'll he'll get plenty of holding reps with Brett and, and uh, with David Soli, our other kicker in camp. Uh, as well. All right, man. Thanks. Take care. Have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, we'll talk to you. Yeah. See, see you tomorrow. That is Coach Craig Dickinson. And I have to give a shout out here. Just give me a second here. I got to find this. It's a holiday Monday, preseason for us, too, even though it's not. I'm just making excuses. It is brought to you by our good friends over there at. Um, McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com. I believe I'm on site at one of their locations in that Saskatoon area on Wednesday as the show okay. goes on the road. Tuesday, I'm at Flam and Sales. Wednesday, McDougal Auctioneer. And then I'm going to go spend a little money in the casino. Oh. I'm at Dakota Dunes on Thursday. Oh, That's hey. right. Uh, hanging out at Sega there. Dakota the only down, Dunes. The only down thing is you, yeah. don't get, uh, you don't get the beautiful food that you had at the Canadian Brew House. Are they going to uh, feed no. you at wow, these they places? Better, they better. Come but, on. Hey, listen, I'm going to win. I'm going to win some cheddar. <laughs> I'm going to come back with some money. Because <laughs> anybody that goes to the casino wins, right? Like people always always win at the casino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, There's not. never any losers at the no. casino. No, I can't no, wait. No, no. 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 <laughs> you don't you don't gamble, do you? No, man. I'm straight edge. I don't do that. You you've never gambled? Uh, you know, yeah. A couple, you don't like couple... talking about your life. Hey. Zinger, I'm going to tell you this something. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> can I give you a little radio lesson right now? Uh, I'm going to give you a little radio tutelage here uh, on the air, okay? My broadcasting professor, one of them, David Gell, back in the day, said, you need, and Mount Royal said, your, your whole life is a bit. Your whole life is an open book, within reason. Like, you don't want to talk exactly, about... Exactly, within reason. Well, listen. No, 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 no. I'm no. walking that line. As long as you're not embarrassing your kid or your significant other, mm-hmm. your whole life is a, is a, is a, is a story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you a little story here, okay? I'll tell you a little brief... I got some time, so I'm going to tell you a story. It's right. a true story. So, um, <clears throat> this is true. So, my son, who is sitting in the control room with us listening right now, he was... Would have been, oh, he would have just turned five, I think. Okay, and we're swimming mm. at the Northwest Leisure Center. Two thousand six. Have you ever taken Caspi up there? Not yet. No. Nope. Okay, you have to take Caspi up yep. there or the Schmerler one. Anyway, we uh, whenever we went to the old uh, uh, the pool, couldn't get the kids out. Whether it was outdoor public bath or indoor public bath, it was you know. So Ethan and I are the last. We're, we're at the end with everybody, and we get in, and the place is packed. Like, the, the washroom is packed, right? Like, the change room, the Northwest Leisure Center. And Ethan doesn't want to get his feet wet and everything, so I put Ethan, take out, dry him off, like I'm drying him off like a good dad, and I got him up on the bench, right? And all, you know, all the waters, it's a puddle there because everybody's walking around. So I'm trying to put on his socks and everything, and I'm putting on his socks and putting on his little Crocs. Oh, wait, no, my kid never wore Crocs. <laughs> put on shoot, Put on his running shoes. His, but he had the the 
was it the McQueen light up shoes, you know, from uh, cars. That's so he's right. on he's on the thing there, okay? Mm-hmm. And um so now it's time for dad to take off his stuff, right? And as a dad, you don't really want to see your kid see you naked. So I've got my but he can't really I don't think he can tell. He's five, right? So I got my I got my little uh towel on, on covering me. Yeah, you got your towel yeah. covering so I So now I, it, it kind of drops, and I go to put on my oh, underwear. Drops. Yeah. And Ethan says, Hey, Dad, you're just like me. I said, <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 I'm wet. I'm wet. He goes, no, I mean, you got a little pier just like me. <laughs> the place absolutely explodes in laughter. My five-year-old said, I was hung like a tic-tac. That's what he said. You have a small pier just like me. So, Zinger, that is the bit that I'm telling you. You need to tell stories like that so people can take an inner look at your life. So don't do not do this to me. You did this to me earlier. No talkie. No, no talkie. <laughs> do you know what? Let's put our cards on the table yeah, here. Yeah, right here on Let's the table. Let's put our cards. What, what do you want to know about me? What's, what's going How on here? How come you can eat... Three steaks and not gain any weight. I got a metabolism issue. I got I it's I've been that way my whole life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else do you want to know? Come what's on. The far- Is that the best you got? What's the most embarrassing prank you've had pulled on you in a football locker room? Anybody do anything to you? No one ever did that to me because I was the captain. I was the captain of the football you, team, and no one messed did with you me. Get, did you give? Did you give like a bit the big pregame speech and stuff? No, I wasn't into that kind of stuff. You're just a leader by example. That stuff is so cheesy. I'm is not it? into that stuff. Is it? Yeah. How did you propose to your wife? Uh, in my bedroom. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's exactly. Come on, come you know on. what? That's yeah, in exact, my bedroom. That's exactly how I proposed to my ex-wife in my underwear in my college dorm. Well, I didn't have a, my. I, I, I was, was in I my was long. Clothes. I was in I my wa- long johns. Uh, Embarrassing. <laughs> Embarrassing. Come on, See, there's you, a, I don't what know. else you want to know? You, huh? you think about some funny stories you could tell about your life. Okay. No. All right. we'll, be, we'll take a break and be back in a moment with the one to watch for Specs by Ryan on six twenty CKRM. It's time to step into the radio octagon. You're tuned to the Sports Cage on Saskatchewan Sports Radio, 620 CKRM. All right, time now for our one to watch, and it's for Specs by Ryan. And, uh, yeah, they do great work. My glasses are in. I'm going to go pick them up on Friday. I got these blue ones, and then I got these Korean ones for Riders and Fighting Hawks of UND. I got Korean ones. I want to wear them for the games. Blue ones, though? Explain that one. Oh, I just like blue. They bring out the blue in my eyes. Uh, Look at my eyes, Zinger. Yeah. All the, all There's a team we don't like. All that. the ladies. There's a team we don't like oh, a little I know, east I, of here. Yeah, but I, I love... Everything's no, related it's not to bo- football. It's not bomber blue. Okay. okay no, what am I'm I supposed sorry. to change my eye color? Yes. I got Z- blue eyes, too. Zinger. They're Zinger, sexy, aren't the they? The ladies love guys with blue eyes. No. And I've got eyelashes to die for, I'm told. Eyelashes to die. Like, people go to... People go to, like, aesthetic places to get eyelashes like the ones I have from God. I've been told I have really long ones. Can you see? Yeah, no, you're like me. They're yep. like me. Look at I'm pretty. But that's why we're together, because we're the same. Yep. You just have better hair. Um, I will tell you, though, um, they do great work at Specs by Ryan on Albert Street. Um, and uh, don't just get glasses, get Specs. Real cool, man. Like the, I tried on glasses that Drake, they're made of the same things that Drake outfitted his Cadillac. 
So you're with, as cool as him. I, hey, man, I started from the bottom. And now you're here. Started from the bottom. Now and I'm now here. you're here? <laughs> I'm about to call your second full season as the voice. Started from the bottom, man. I'm here. Yeah. Started from the bottom, bottom now my whole here. team. Yeah, you know what? You know what's hilarious about that? It's my son. He says, "Hey, Dad, can we throw? Hey, Dad, can we throw in the park?" I said, "Sure, Dad. Sure, Ethan, we can throw in the park." And I like. Listen, I like some rap music. Nothing against rap music, but you know the lyrics, right? Mm-hmm. And so Ethan's got this thing hooked up to his like speaker in the park. This is last summer, and we're throwing oh, the ball. This. We're throwing the ball, and all of a sudden, staff from the bottom, and we're here. And then all this stuff starts going. I go, Ethan, we can't listen to this. He's like, "What?" said, Ethan, we're a pair of white dudes in Northwest Regina, and we're pumping this music. And although we like the music, we are not catching the ball with any African-American guys. I do not feel comfortable listening to this music. You know what I'm saying? Not like how you have the hand motion. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be cool, yeah. you know? You know, hey, hey I'm going to... Kids taught me a word yesterday. Right. Ratchet. Do you know what ratchet me? If, the, if that person's ratchet, do you know what that means? There's a video game called something something ratchet. I don't know what the word means. It means, means. unkempt. Like ratchet for like a socket. Uh-huh. It, it means like it means like pretty rough. I, I would use the word, but I'm not. Urban Dictionary, ratchet. Yeah, you hang around with these young kids, you find things out. Yeah, I don't know about anyway, that. Anyway, man, this show's lit. I think they still use the word lit, yeah, don't they? That's that's fairly lit. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, hey, this guy was lit at Michigan. What was her saying again? Who's got it better than us? Yeah, who? Who? Nobody! Nobody! Anyway, this is our one to watch for Specs by Ryan. Go see Ryan Horn over there. Specs by Ryan on Albert Street at Shea Patterson. All right, I'm Blaine Wyland, joined with number five for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Shea Patterson. And Shea, I guess uh, first off, just want to get your thoughts about uh, camp so far. We're over a weekend now. Yeah, you know, just just very, very happy and blessed to be playing football again. Um, I was very fortunate enough to get a get an opportunity here in uh, Saskatchewan, so you know, I'm very excited about it. We got a really good group of guys, and uh, you know, just by the first two weeks of camp, um, things have been going really well, and you know, I think the, the future is bright for us. What's it like being in the middle of uh, what's going to be what appears to be a heated battle uh, for that backup quarterback position? Um, you know, I, that's, I've been asked that a lot. You know, we got four four pretty good quarterbacks. Um, you know, obviously I was fortunate enough to, to be in the same quarterback room as Trevor and uh, to, just to watch him work and, and learn from him. Uh, so I, I was over in Montreal in 21 with him, so that was nice. But uh, for me, I'm just, I'm just competing with myself. I'm not competing with anybody else. You know, I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday, trying to take it day by day and, you know, just, just learn the offense as best as I can. Right now i got a good grasp of it, and uh, you know, I'm just trying to do my job and help this team win games. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How much of a benefit is that for you to have a guy that you know in Trevor Harris uh, here in Saskatchewan? It's huge, man. It's huge. You know, we actually, not only Trevor, we got, you know, I know Ken Webster from, from Ole Miss. You know, all these guys, Jake, I played with Jake Winicky. Um, you know, Jake Herslow, who's who had the knee injury, is very tight with him. He's from Houston, right, right, down, the road, right, right down the road from where I'm from. And uh, Mario Alfred, I played with him in Montreal. So there's a lot of guys, even on the O-line and on the, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, it was, it was from Louisiana, and I grew up there as well. So there's a, there's a lot of guys on this team that I have prior chemistry with. Uh, I know I talked a lot about the receiver group, how everybody's got a little bit different dynamic. Do you feel that's kind of the same with uh, the quarterback room? You know, everybody's got a little bit of different dynamic, different element they bring to the quarterback room. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I think 
at some point in every guy's career, uh, especially you know us four, we've had success and we've won games. We've proven ourselves as, as winners. Um, so, um, you know, Trevor, he's, he's the veteran and uh, you know he's the guy with the most experience. Um, so I watch him every single day, see what he does, um, and, and, and things that I can work on to get my, my game better as well. Um, Jake, strong arm. Mason, smart kid as well. Can, you know, pretty pretty dynamic in the pocket as well. Um, so, yeah. You got quite the athletic background. Are you? Have you always been a quarterback when you played football? Uh, I started off. I started off as a running back and, and you know, fullback kind of kid. I was a fat kid when I was a little. <laughs> so uh, I didn't start playing quarterback until I was about in fifth grade. Um, you know, that's it's kind of when kind of when my whole life changed. You know, I want to want to be a professional football player in the fifth grade. So. And then as well, you got a brother as well playing football right now. Out at, he's now playing for Princeton. Is uh, originally committed to Michigan, but now at Princeton. Uh, does he have the brains in the family? He thinks he does. Nah, nah, he really does. He's 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 definitely the smartest one of the bunch. Um, but um, yeah, he's he's getting ready to go into his sophomore year at Princeton and. Um, this year was the kind of the first offseason I've gotten to spend with him. So I literally spent every day with him working out and, and, and getting each other better. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he does up there. And yeah, he's, he's going to go get that Princeton degree. And uh, hopefully I'll, I'll try to get a job, <laughs> job from him when I'm done with football. <laughs> of course, you got a multi sport background. Your grandfather, a basketball player. You got a little time in baseball. I'm just going to ask you know, a lot of kids these days, it seems like they. They focus on one sport at a young age. Uh, are you in the mindset, you know, when you're a kid, that you should be playing as many sports as you can? Yeah, I think early on I grew up playing basketball, baseball, and football all at the same time. So it was sports year-round, man. Um, I think it's definitely a good way to kind of get to know yourself athletically. And, uh, you know, I had a love for each each and every one of the single. I, I played all three in high school. Um, and up until my about, about junior year, that's when I really, really just fully committed to football and and uh, completely locked in with it, but I, I enjoyed all three sports. Of course, you had a, a little bit of a taste of baseball with the Texas Rangers, a couple of camps. You got any kind of nice souvenir? Do you get any kind of gear or any yeah. souvenirs from the, those Rangers camps? Oh yeah, you know I go out there every every other, every other year for spring training, and um, you know it's just so awesome to see to see how they go about their da their daily lives. You know I see I know I know the professional football life to a tee, but to get out there and see what those guys do. Uh, really all year long it's pretty pretty special so i do i have like a whole bag of bats with my name on it a bunch of rangers jerseys gloves anything you can think of you name it did you ever cross paths with russell wilson during those uh, training camps i didn't i didn't I, I met him i met him in la one time one time um great guy i was gonna ask you do you think he's a bit you're a better baseball player than maybe <laughs> i don't know i don't know we'll have to see we'll have to feel some ground balls and maybe some batting practice if, if i'm lucky enough to do that with him of course, when you started at Ole Miss, uh, you were behind uh, Chad Kelly, a quarterback who's now in the CFL. I'm just wondering, just get your thoughts about Kelly last season, of course. Uh, help come, came in relief again in the Ar with the Argos and that Grey Cup in Saskatchewan. Yeah, you know, uh, me and Chad, I, uh, he, was my, he was my quarterback when I was a freshman. Uh, he ended up hurting his knee, and I ended up playing as my true, as a true freshman year at, uh, at Ole Miss. But uh, you can say what you want about Chad Kelly, man. That guy's a hard worker. And he's a gamer as well, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he does in Toronto. Of course, you, afterwards he moved on to Michigan, and as we talked a little bit beforehand, I'm a diehard Niners fan, so we could spend the old time, old time talking about old Jim Harbaugh. But I got to ask, what was Jim Harbaugh like? Ah, man, he's he's awesome. he's a he's a mentor mentor to me. Um, you know, really anything as far as my professional career goes, I kind of ask him about it. You know, he's kind of that lifeline, that that advice giver. Um, and uh, you know, I just learned a lot. I learned a lot about football. And I learned a lot about. You know how to be how to be a professional and uh, 
on and off the field. So, got asked, did every day, did he ask who's got it better than us? Who's got nobody? <laughs> Funny fact, I got a t-shirt with that slogan on the back, actually, but it's got the Niner logo. Uh, just want to get your thoughts about the game this week. Are you excited that you're going to get some live game action against opponents with the BC Lions on Saturday? Absolutely. That sounded really good. Uh, I can't wait to get on the field with my brothers. All right, well, thanks a lot, Shane. Good luck. Yes, sir. Thank you. It's our one to watch today for Specs by Orion, number five. Shea Patterson, don't get glasses, get Specs. We'll be back with Glenn Suter, and uh, it's for Quality Tire next on the Sports Cage on 620 CKRM.